Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and this earth and then, uh, and then in a world we can't see. Hi there. <laughs> that was uh, Bob Dylan. You know, I was thinking about, um, I've got this hour by myself today. Uh, before Melissa, Susan, come on. And I wanted to give you kind of a way back machine treat, if you will. I want to I want to give you the John Robertson interview. John Robertson worked in Hollywood for a number of years on a number of projects. And I know this is a local hour, but I just ugh, I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about the crazy, crazy world of Hollywood for just a moment in this hour, because. We were talking about it so much with Dr. Pesta. It reminded me of this interview. And this interview talks a lot about Disney, and it talks a lot about um, selling one's soul in Hollywood. And I found it to be so fascinating. I've got to replay this for you. I really do. You've got to, you've got to re-listen to this, uh, especially on the heels of what we just kind of listened to with Hollywood uh, and the Oscars and so forth. Now, let me give you John's bio. John um, actually talks about his bio for about 40 seconds. Let me give this to you. It'll give you kind of a rundown of some of the projects that he was involved in for a number of years. I think it was, what, 10, 15 years total in Hollywood. Uh, this is John Robertson. He actually um, works on a couple of different shows. He worked on Hagman and Hagman for a long time, too. Um, and uh, here is his bio of working in Hollywood before I play some of the excerpts of his interview about Disney and his uh, knowledge about Disney and also his knowledge about what goes on on the movie sets. Um, I thought this was really intriguing. This is John talking about his bio. That's correct, and I know we've just got a minute until we go out, so I'll just drop, uh, with your permission, sure. a quick litany of some of the projects I worked on. When we're talking about feature film production in Los Angeles, I worked on Catch Me If You Can for Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. I worked on the first Pirates of the Caribbean, The Black Pearl. That was a Disney production uh, with Jerry Bruckheimer. Right. Uh, worked over at Warner Brothers on a couple of productions with Joel Silver. And then, uh, as far as network television goes, specifically the controlled conditioning aspect, I would have to go to... Uh, the five seasons I spent with J.J. Abrams on Alias back in the early 2000s, mm. uh, move up through my different uh, times with the various CSI franchises, my longest run being with CSI Cyber. Right. That was at CBS Radford in 2014. Okay. Gaddy gives you a little bit of rundown about who John is and, and the projects he worked on. And this is him talking about Disney. Um, and hopefully I'll get to the uh, selling a soul in Hollywood because I thought that was pretty fascinating too. Um, this is him talking about uh, kind of starting to talk about Disney just a little bit in this hour. But I wanted to give you a little bit of a treat. Make sure you go over to Dr. Diet. Make sure that if you're uh, needing any Dr. E, any advice, these would be the guys to help you lose weight quick. With summer coming and spring break coming, you're going to want to get some help. Also, they are amazing at what they do. I've been to them personally, and I know uh, I can vouch for these guys. They really are that good. I've known them for over a decade, and uh, they're just they're just good people. They know what they're doing. Make sure you get over to Dr. Diet, 628-DIET. Um, all right, on with the interview with John Robertson. You're going to learn so much about Hollywood right now. Um, the backdrop of Hollywood. Here you go. Uh, what I was seeing until my last couple of years there, and of course, those were the hardest last couple of years. It, it, there, there were days where it was almost impossible 
uh, to get up and go to work. And, and what I'd like to do, with your permission, is mm-hmm. you started with um, mentioning NK Ultra and, right. and mind control. And I want to give people, if I can, just about four or five minutes on, on the big picture. Yes, yes. Because it's, it's so easy to get lost in the, in the minutia, uh, in the horror show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd like people to understand how this works globally. Okay. And then we can talk about specifics. Please so, do. Go right ahead. Thank you. The bottom line is this. Luciferians run the planet. And their number one most, quote unquote, I want to be very clear, finger quoting, holy sacrament is the destruction of young children. And that is uh, accomplished through either child rape, child uh, terror, and then murder. In some cases, the the consuming of what is called adrenochrome, which is adrenalized uh, blood that is supposed, it's supposed to be the most amazing high in the world. Uh, and in many cases, uh, there's even child cannibalism involved. Now, people, people all the time, they balk at me and they say, how can you possibly know this? And this sounds ridiculous. This sounds crazy. Uh, you should get in a new line of work. And, and I simply say to them, with all due respect, sir, with all due respect, ma'am, you've clearly not read your Bible because yeah. these right. exact things were ha- happening with the Babylonians. They were happening with the Canaanites. Uh, and it was very clear that in the worship of Moloch, uh, even, uh, what, 4,000 years yep. ago, they would bring uh, their firstborn children to these horrific, uh, well, they, they started out as, as harvest festivals. They would build a two- to three-story uh, statue of Moloch, and high priests would control uh, the abdominal cavity of this furnace with, with chains and pulleys. And the, the, the villagers, the, the farmers, would bring their firstborn from, from all around the region, and they would willingly, I mean, just stop and imagine this. All right. the parents listening to the Kate Daly show right now, right. I, I, just get your heads around this. Let, the, let this sink in, what I'm saying to you. They would willingly throw their firstborn into this furnace until at approximately midnight, a little bit thereafter, the, the flesh, all of the, 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 the human flesh, and the scriptures tell us that it could have been as many as three and four hundred at a time, would, would create a glow. And once they had the Moloch statue at this certain glow, it would turn it into kind of an orgiastic uh, sacrament to Gaia to bring in better crops that year, etc. Well, I say all that to say this, Kate and Uncle Milty. Mm-hmm. Hollywood runs the exact same way. The only difference is we're not worried about how much wheat or barley we're growing anymore. Right. What we're trying to do is make sure that a picture that costs $300 million to make and $100 million to market brings in $2.5 billion uh, when foreign distribution and Happy Meals are all thrown into the mix. And the way that they do that is through the exact same uh, child sacrifice, the, uh, child trafficking, and all of the abuse that happens therein. Now, you mentioned MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Quickly, what happens there is they, and this has been going on since the 1920s, right. uh, back in the uh, Little Rascals, Our Gang era, uh, the Shirley Temple era. I would challenge some of your listeners, over this weekend, go on YouTube and watch some of the dance routines that are these seemingly just harmless, innocuous dance routines between Shirley Temple and these grown men. 
Watch okay. them with eyes of discernment after hearing my piece on the Kate Daly show today. And you tell me if there was something else going on Ooh. behind the curtain. Ouch. So, yeah. so going back to the Shirley Temple, our gang, uh, the 1920s era, that was a, that was a time not only of prohibition, but they were, they were shooting cocaine at the studios. And I mean, Hollywood was a, was a town of madness back then. But my point is that they've always had professional handlers who, who, uh, were trained by some of the best, the Tavistock Institute mm-hmm. by, uh, by Estabrook at the university of Chicago, uh, a lot of this knowledge comes out of the, mil- the military-industrial complex, particularly post-World War One, where they began to learn how to, how to compartmentalize the human mind, and they do so through trauma. And that trauma is typically either hyper-violent, hyper-sexual, or a combination of both hyper-violent and hyper-sexual. And what happens, Kate and Uncle Milty, is a, a young man or a young woman and these can be even you know, two, three years old, they will compartmentalize and they will begin to develop new personalities as a self-defense mechanism yeah. against the horror that they are being put through on a regular basis by, by highly trained, skilled professionals. I'll pause to take a breath. Kate, I'll hand it back to you. Oh, my gosh. Uncle Milty. Well, it's just, it, it, it's, it's interesting to me that it, it ended up in Hollywood. Right. To be where the Luciferians take their control. Because not only do they get to generate a lot of money and a lot of influence, but they get to propagandize uh-huh. constantly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the movies are, are even for children. Look at these movies for kids. They're not. Look at, look at these movies that we're getting, the messages that we're getting over and over again. It's insane. Uh, this last movie about the dogs and, and oh. teaching the kids uh, really to just basically uh, give in to pedophilia. That was the overall sort of tone of that dog movie. There There's some crazy stuff going on. And I also want to talk about Disney because... Uh, there was a huge article that just came out a few hours ago about Disney. This is and why why is it called the Rap Box? Uh, are are these these people like Britney Spears and all these people part of the uh, Mickey Mouse Club? You know what kind of infiltration did they have amongst these 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 people? So total. Uh, the, an- the answer is total. Yeah. So okay. So all of these. So Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake all got their start on the right. Mickey Mouse Club, and. Uh, years ago in Hollywood, uh, all around the, the Disney property. So understand there's, there's Disney proper, which is located in Burbank, right up against the, the mm-hmm. uh, San Fernando Valley side of the Hollywood Hills. But there are also multiple auxiliary stages that are peppered around all throughout Southern California because Disney's pretty, pretty right. big and they've got, they've got a lot of subsidiaries. So at the actual Disney proper lot, when I was working on Alias, and I worked on Alias uh, for J.J. Abrams from 2002 mm-hmm. through 2005, so I did about four. I did about four full seasons of that show. Wow. Uh, somebody uh, did a caricature of Mickey Mouse, but they made Mickey Mouse look like a rat wearing a, a tuxedo with the sort of the villainous carnation in it. They gave him the waxed mustache. And in big block letters under that poster, it said greed. Ooh. And they, they decoupaged those posters everywhere, all over Burbank. Now, if your listeners, they can probably find it on Google. I would imagine sure. somebody took a, took a picture of it back then. But it's very similar 
to the pictures we're seeing right now come out of the of the Inglewood district of, of Representative Maxine Waters, the ones that say pimp. Okay, um, so <laughs> I mean, we're going to move on and uh, talk more with John Robertson in this interview. This interview happened, I think this was a year and a half ago, uh, maybe two years ago when he came on the show, and we were talking about Hollywood. We were also talking about some interesting things about about the selling of a soul, as as Bob Dylan so eloquently put in the beginning clip when he was interviewed, and I think shocked the interviewee, interviewer, um, that uh, that he had sold his own soul in Hollywood to the uh, chief master. Anyway, very very bizarre. When I come back with John Robertson, you got to listen to the next two segments of this. It's really enlightening. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Save up to $1,000 on select Serta, Silly, Beautyrest, and Purple mattresses. And get up to a $300 free gift at the Best Mattress Labor Day Sale. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Experience the amazing new advances in mattresses. More support, regulated temperature, targeted pressure relief, even help with snoring. Plus, get a free gas card up to $150 on select Perfect Sleeper and Beautyrest mattresses. We've got quick delivery and easy financing, too. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Calling a certified service pro from Walker Plumbing for your plumbing heating and air problems will save you money. Face it, doing it yourself can be uncertain and dangerous. Walker Plumbing will give you multiple options and upfront pricing before any work has begun. With our five-star rating and our Best of Southern Utah gold win for plumbing, heating, and air, why would you call anyone else? This is Brett, the owner of Walker Plumbing, Heating, and Air. We have the plumbing and air conditioning team you can trust guaranteed. Visit MyStGeorgePlumber.com. Summit Foot and Ankle has been voted gold medal winner in the best of Southern Utah. Find out how you can rise above the pain at summitfootankle.com or call 385-501-7691. Caring for a family member and worrying about their future is overwhelming. You want your loved ones to receive personalized care in a beautiful, luxurious home they deserve. Ovation Sienna Hills is the answer. We don't sacrifice anything in our assisted living and memory care communities. Imagine mom and dad in an assisted living where they are left in capable and caring hands. Call Ovation Sienna Hills to schedule your private tour today. And mention this ad to receive a free lunch. 435-429-0000. Ovation Sienna Hills, where we enhance the life of every person we serve. Ever feel like your insurance company doesn't know you? Insurance Corporation will issue generic plans where agricultural activities occur. Only a human can visit your farm or ranch to know what you need. Find out why Farm Bureau Financial Services has been the number one ag insurer for 25 years. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to an agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Number one ag insurer across our territory. 1996 to 2021 SNL PNC Group Direct Written Premium. 
minutes after the apocalypse. Hey, Bob, what are you doing? I'm eating grass. You know, we're almost out of our food storage, and I'm trying to make mine go a little bit further. Those so-and-sos that sold us our food storage told us we had enough for a whole year, but apparently not. We got our food storage from Shane at Your Family Still Matters. He set us up right. You and Carol want to come over for dinner? No, thanks. We're good. Just caught a rat. Don't eat grass and rats. Hurry down to Your Family Still Matters. They're on 900 South Bluff in the Holiday Square under the big yellow sign that reads paintball, food storage, and violins. Rise Business Summit, St. George, September 16th at the Dixie Convention Center. Filled with influential speakers from innovative Southern Utah companies and business leaders. Join us to learn cutting-edge business strategies and how to take your business to the next level. Tickets available now at risestg.com. Have a business you'd like to showcase? Learn about available booth space at risestg.com. Register today. Rise Business Summit, September 16th at the Dixie Convention Center. Lionsgate Recovery, a drug and alcohol rehab facility, is honored to be voted the gold winner of 2022 Best of Southern Utah, now three years in a row. Lionsgate has helped hundreds of people by dedicating their lives to overcoming the cycle of addiction and discovering the freedom of recovery. With locations in St. George, Tokerville, Cedar City, and Parowan, call their 24-hour hotline if you need help at 866-471-9476 or go to lionsgaterehab.com. Lionsgate, people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Three-year-old Zena's smile is as bright as her future. But there's something you wouldn't know about Zena. She was born with a cleft lip, which can make it hard to eat, talk, hear, and even breathe. Thankfully, Zena met Smile Train. Smile Train has helped millions of kids like Zena get the care they need and find their forever smiles. Because every child deserves to live their full smile story. Learn how you can help at smiletrain.org slash learn. We stand on the shoulders of women who came before us. Women who fought for their own financial futures. And now it's our turn. Join us. Visit wesaysaveit.org and take control of your financial future by saving for retirement. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded. 1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there, welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I'm going to go quick because I don't want to waste uh, any time. Uh, I want to get to this interview. So I'm going in the way back machine for this hour. I hope you're enjoying this. I know it's kind of scary too. But uh, John Robertson, who worked in Hollywood forever, um, was talking about, I shouldn't say forever, 10, 15 years, 15 years, I think, um, was talking about the backside, the, 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 the true story. He said, there's always the white paper and then you get to the truth of Hollywood and Disney. So let me let me continue on with that interview and um, hopefully I'll have time to play the clip about him talking about selling a soul in Hollywood and how it works and operates. It's very intriguing. All right, this is John Robertson. I uh, worked on many things, Catch Me If You Can, all the CI the CSIs, you name it. Talks and t- left Hollywood to actually produce truth-telling radio for Hagman and and Hagman and all kinds of different uh, shows. And uh, here he is talking about Hollywood when Uncle Milty was on this interview and asked him why Hollywood, why Hollywood. Here we go. People are told that Hollywood was, was actually named after a real estate development up in the hills called Hollywood land. And there's the old pictures of the sign. And yes, there was a sign at one point that said Hollywood land. And in the 1970s, the sign became dilapidated and the land part fell down and they shortened it to Hollywood. And uh, it, it used to be quite beautiful. It actually used to light up, uh, but tourists kept stealing the light bulbs back in the 1930s. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Holly, that's what we're told Hollywood was all about. But that's that's complete hogwash. Hollywood was started by a bunch of Sabbatan 
practitioners of Kabbalah and witchcraft, a bunch of practitioners of Jewish mysticism, people like Adolf Zucker, who came west from New York City at the turn of last century, uh, having been a proprietor of Nickelodeons. And Nickelodeons uh, were this, this uh, your listeners cannot imagine Nickelodeon? the phenomenon of, <laughs> okay. of, a, of, a, of a Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon was simply a storefront where these young Jewish entrepreneurs, these young tough kids, many of whom were fatherless. So this was this was Kate. This was that that era of electricity and steam. Mm-hmm. It was the Industrial Revolution, but it was also the era of Marconi and Tesla right. and Edison. So it was a, it was a it was a crossroads in, in culture, if you will. And and a lot of these young entrepreneurial kids. They began to rent little uh, five and six minute pieces of film footage from across the river over in New Jersey from Thomas Edison, who was shooting film. Edison at the time had the patents on the projectors and the cameras, and Eastman Kodak had the had the, the patent on the film itself, the actual film stock. So, so people were for the first time ever in the history of humanity, they were walking into what used to be a, a green grocer or a furniture store or whatever, sitting in a dining room chair with a sheet hung on the wall and watching a train uh, come down the tracks at the camera. And, and, it, and to see three-dimensional life jump off of a two-dimensional plane mm. was so startling and so uh, mind-blowing to the average American back in 1905-1910 New York City that they often would leave the Nickelodeon, take a fish, another nickel from their pocket, pay the admission, go in and watch the short piece of sepia tone film yet again. But even then, Uncle Milty, even at that time, it was not uh, by chance that these uh, storefront businesses were called Nickelodeons. They were called Nickelodeons because the cost of admission was a nickel, but Odeon... O-D-E-O-N is actually the little G God in Koina Greek of the theater. The, the mm-hmm. Odeon is the little G God that presides over the spirit of, of make-believe. And now it's the, the name of the kids channel. <laughs> and now it's the name. And now, thank oh. you, Kate, now it's the name of a kids channel. So yeah. real quick, because I could spend the yeah. rest of the, the show telling the story. The, a lot of these young entrepreneurial, these, these, these toughs, these, these, these hooligans, pockets bulging with, with cash uh, from these Nickelodeon ventures. Many of these young kids, you know, they opened up one Nickelodeon and, and within six months time they owned 12 or 15 of them. But they had a big problem. They wanted to shoot their own film, except Edison had the patents wrapped up on the cameras and the projectors. Eastman Kodak had the patents wrapped up on the, uh, back then on the celluloid nitrate film. And Marconi and Tesla sort of play into the story as well because they had the patents on what would ultimately become Sync Sound. That would have been Marconi. And then all of the different electrical schematics necessary to bring a modern film set to life, that would have been under the purview of Tesla. Tesla, mind you, who admitted in his biography that he used to lie down at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon every, every day where he would be visited by an angel of light, and this angel of light, one of the most beautiful creatures he had ever seen, would share technology with him. Now, I'll take that even a step further, Uncle Milty, because we're going to get to how Hollywood got its name. Mm-hmm. Technology, technology, which runs Hollywood and runs its and, and runs Hollywood 2.0, which is Silicon Valley, 
technology also comes from Koine Greek. It comes from the word technos, T-E-K-N-O-S. And technos means witchcraft. So there has always been, from the time of the Nickelodeon, the little god over the theater, the, 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 the technology as written by... Uh, by Tesla, by Nikolai Tesla, one of the, certainly one of the the, the, the mm-hmm. godfathers of film, uh, the technology, the technos, the witchcraft, all of that moved six days west on a train out to the dusty orange groves of L.A. and they found perfect weather for shooting, and they had the East Coast mobs off their back, and they were able to break the monopoly that the Edisons and the Marconis had on all the production equipment because they were able to do business with the French. They were all the way across mm-hmm. the country. So they started to do business with the Lumiers and the, and the people who had discovered similar technology over in Paris. Yeah. So here's the deal. They, they had all been trained by the, the uh, maternal side of their families. Remember, I said many of these kids grew up fatherless. They had been trained in Kabbalah in Sabbatean witchcraft, in, in Jewish mysticism, and in Gematria. They knew that there was, that there was uh, esoteric arts and that there was knowledge unknown to the average man. And they well understood that in 9th and 10th century, uh, what would become England, the United Kingdom, in Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and England, uh, that, that the Druids were actually... The, the the most organized religion and they, the druids at that time it is it is supposed that they built Stonehenge but that's a different story mm-hmm. the druids uh, worshipped Mother Gaia that's the same Gaia that you see on Discovery Channel that's the same Gaia that right. makes the herbal remedy products you buy at Whole Foods mm-hmm. so the druid the druidic worship of Mother Gaia all revolved around the seasons the growing seasons. And there was a particular tree, one tree. It's called the Toyon tree, T-O-Y-O-N, the Toyon tree. That tree is an evergreen tree that marked the, the end of the winter solstice, the longest, coldest day of the year in that latitude of the world, and the capitulation over into spring to the rebirth of their god, of Gaia, of their, of their god. So the Toyon tree was very important to the Druids. And Kate, Uncle Milty, they made their wands from the wood of the Toyon tree. They would actually cast their spells, their rituals, their rites, their incantations. Mm -hmm. They would do what is called to this day dirtying the air, which means bringing demonic principalities from an unseen dimension into the, uh, the ethereal plane that we live on. And they would use the wand as a punctuation mark. The waving of the wand was how you cast the spell. Now, we trivialize wands. We, we consider it kind of a Harry Potter Halloween costume type thing. When these young Jewish entrepreneurs came back to L.A. in 1910, 1915 on the trains to escape the monopolies of the East Coast and make film, they knew that they had the most uh, manipulative, the most forceful, the most profound um, the, the uh, medium that would have the greatest impact on humanity in the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. They knew that they held it right there in their hand. They knew that they, in fact, had the biggest wand that would ever cast that little G, that Odian god of the theater, that would ever cast a spell over humanity. They knew they held that wand, and they knew all about the Druids. They knew all about the toy entry. They had mm-hmm. been taught this through their Kabbalistic teachings, the Toyin, Kate and Uncle Milty, 
in English, in American English, is the holly tree. They came out to Los Angeles with this, this mesmerizing wand of cinema that at the very least teaches us to deal with human problems, not with godlike solutions, mm-hmm. but with humanist solutions. And that's they knew Hollywood. that they had the biggest wand that would ever influence humanity, thus the name Hollywood. Oh my that's God. how it got started. My goodness. I love this lesson in history. Holy cannoli. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, no, sorry. I, I had to talk so Are fast you kidding? I'm loving it. And um, they put it right to work. Yeah. I never really understood the name behind that. That's really cool. Thank Amazing. you for that. Uh, what? Wow. What percentage of Hollywood is is basically sort of owned by this? Because I think people see a lot of actors laughing and talking and just living normal lives is what we think. And what's your what's your perception on that? How much are are really tied in or had to give up something to this group to to have their success? What would you say about that? I would say when you look at the floor of the Oscars, when they do those panning camera shots and you mm-hmm. can see all the, the names and faces you recognize, right. they're, all, they're all in on it, almost to the, almost to the person. Uh, once in a while, somebody like the comedian Dave Chappelle yeah. uh, or Randy Quaid, will, uh, their programming will snap. Or what we saw, this is a beautiful example, Kanye West on stage last uh, in 2016. Yeah, yeah. To, that, what... What you witnessed on stage at that Kanye West show, and, and God bless Kanye West. I, I pray, in, I pray in Jesus' name, and I hope that that man comes to know Christ, right. because he would be such a powerful force against these Luciferians that that traffic and abuse children. Mm-hmm. But Kanye's MK Ultra programming, that compartmentalization I spoke of earlier, snapped. It broke, and he used the one amplification that he still fully owned. And that is, I'm standing in front of 35,000 people right now, and there's nothing my handlers can do about it. Uh, in the recording studio, or whether they're making a music video, or even if they're on an interview on a, on a morning uh, talk show, those cameras can always be cut. That footage can always wind up on right. the cutting room floor. Right. But Kanye had the eyes of the world on him that night, and his programming just snapped. And, phones and he began to it. speak. Mm-hmm. He began to speak reality. He began to speak truth to power. So to answer your question, a very high percentage. Tom Cruise knows what's going on. John Travolta knows what's going on. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland knows Clint what's Eastwood. going on. Clint Eastwood knows what's going on. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to believe. Uncle Milty, I don't want to believe. I don't I love either. Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I, I worked right next to Mel Paso. Uh, Mel Paso's got a production offices and production facility at Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. Uh-huh. When I was on the film Chuck in 2000, or the TV show Chuck in 2007, 8, mm-hmm. I worked uh, 300 feet from Clint Eastwood's office. I don't want to believe that Clint's part of it, yeah, but maybe I don't that's either. just my personal bias. Yeah, I don't either, because he's, he's come out and said a lot of things against it, uh, uh, just like James Woods has, and his mm-hmm. career is over. Um, but he's a really prolific voice out there for James Woods is I've worked with James Woods I worked with him on uh, Ray Donovan and Mm -hmm. James Woods and I follow each other on Twitter and that man is a hero to me he's got balls of glass (laughs) in my language (laughs) he's amazing also today's big story All right, um, we're going to be going to a break you know what's really interesting here I am doing this show right and uh, what pops up in my inbox for my email my private email uh, an ad for Disney movies coming out. I've never gotten a. I've never gotten anything from Disney. <laughs> 
Weird, right? Anyway, all right. I'm going to come right back, and uh, and I also hopefully we'll get to the clip of him talking. The, he talks a little bit more about Disney. Interesting when he was talking about the wand. Remember the picture of Disney with the wand? You know, uh, he's got a wand in his hand. Very, very interesting. Uh, the Mickey Mouse. I'm sorry, Mickey Mouse and his wand. And anyway, that picture came to mind. Um, on all the the Disney pictures, but uh, well, I'll come back more with John Robertson when I come back. A playing of an interview I did a couple of years back, really fascinating. Be right back. Balance of Nature is hiring, but why work here? With a lot of opportunities for growth and a long list of benefits, the real question is, why wouldn't you? We offer free lunch, including homemade soups, salads, burritos, and other delicious meals that are prepared daily, not to mention our free smoothie bar open to every employee. We also offer access to your own personal trainer to help achieve your fitness goals, a 401k, and free Balance of Nature product. All of our benefits are here to help our employees live healthy and fulfilling lifestyles. Balance of Nature is growing at an unprecedented rate, and there is plenty of room for you to grow with us. So don't miss out on an opportunity of a lifetime. Be a part of one of the fastest growing teams in Southern Utah by going to balanceofnature.com slash careers for a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature builds a future with you in mind. Hi, and Mitch here to talk about drugs and alcohol again, so that if you need to talk about it, you'll call us. September is National Recovery Month, which means that we celebrate all the different ways that people can get clean and sober from drugs and alcohol. People from all walks of life can find themselves dependent or addicted to all kinds of substances. At Hope Rising, we offer a number of different services that help people break free from the shackles of addiction. Now is the time for you to call, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. 435-632-3335. Hope Rising Recovery. Find your family. Hey, this is Steve here with Garage Doors Only. Many years ago, I heard the old adage that says, a company is only as good as its worst employee. And you know, over the years, I have found this to be largely true. That is why we are so proud of the team of employees we have here at Garage Doors Only. Our employees are a big reason why Garage Doors Only has been voted the best garage door company in Southern Utah for four years in a row, and why we have hundreds of five-star Google reviews. And right now, we are looking to expand our team. If you are an experienced garage door installer or service technician, come talk to us. Our field techs absolutely love our generous piece rate reimbursements, four-day work weeks, and weekly paychecks. And at Garage Doors Only, we also offer paid time off, paid holidays, and a health care reimbursement program. If you don't have experience but are hardworking and detail-oriented, come join our growing team and learn what it's like to be part of the best garage door company in southern Utah. Call or text us today at 435-868-1200 or apply in person at 689 North Bluff. Garage Doors Only, where garage doors is what we do. Closet Factory is the custom storage solution authority that designs around you. Closet Factory is proud to announce service to the entire Southern Utah area. Temperatures are hot and so are their deals. So why not treat yourself to a cool new Closet Factory home organization system? Whether it's a custom closet, craft room, home office, garage, mudroom, pantry, or wall bed you're looking for, they've got you covered. Your new home organization system awaits. Call Closet Factory at 435-375-5555 for a free design consultation. You've earned it. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. 
Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the Best Mattress 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? The Haven Villas gives active seniors the ability to live an independent and carefree lifestyle with family-like support. With services and amenities like dining, house cleaning, laundry, and emergency alert system, community center, swimming pool, pickleball courts, and so much more. Renting at the Haven Villas puts life at your fingertips. And now it saves you money, too. Now through September 9th, sign a new contract and get your third month rent free. That's a savings of up to $4,000. Enjoy active senior living and get your rent for free. The Haven Villas, havenassistedliving.com. I have a secret to share with you. It's Greg from the three-time Best of Southern Utah award-winning Gold Ore Store. Recently, a mega-rich Texas billionaire decided to buy $50 million worth of silver coins. And over half the funds are buying U.S. Treasury-minted American Silver Eagles, which equals 900,000 coins. And this is just the beginning, folks. Word is the next purchase will be a half a billion dollars. This huge purchase volume has already put tremendous pressure against the entire precious metals industry. As here's the secret, folks, several of the major private mints actually produce the coin planches used to make the Silver Eagles. It figures the government creates nothing but discord and huge mountains of debt. Buy silver now before the billionaires literally steal it out from underneath all of us. Gold Ore Store, your trusted partner in all things precious metal. We buy and sell gold, silver, and so much more. Gold Ore Store, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. This show is pre-recorded. Now, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. All right. I'm going to get right back into this because uh, this interview is so fascinating to me. John Robertson, who worked in Hollywood for a number of years, I think 15, um, actually on so many popular shows, uh, got to know sort of the backstory of Hollywood. And um, he just does a great interview on this. And I had him on the show a while back. It was that good. I I really wanted to share this with you. Leading into this, Uncle Milty asked a question about uh, conditioning. And they're told, you know, uh, what to say and how to act and what to drink and 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 they have handlers right in Hollywood and so let's let's uh, let's let's play this and then I want to play his segment on selling a soul the selling of a soul which is was really intriguing and that's about a couple of minutes long too here you go here's John Robertson uh, former career in Hollywood doing kind of a tell-all interview in the Wayback Machine here we go that is controlled conditioning and that has been around since the Hayes Committee, real, one more real quick lesson in history, and then I'm just going to straight up preach. Um, <laughs> uh, back in World War II, um, a, a censorship committee was put together, and, and your listeners can do their homework on this. It's actually a really fascinating story. I've read several books on it, but uh, but uh, uh, Hayes, who was a postmaster general, actually, was tasked with putting together a committee to deal with censorship uh, uh, about the enemy. Uh, of course, the biggest enemy was Imperial Japan at the time, but we were also in a war with Germany and Italy as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so and so, what happened is the Office of Naval Intelligence, which was one of the precursors to today's CIA, the ONI yes. uh, uh, helped, helped uh, build the OSS, and then the Office of Strategic Services uh, literally became the CIA 10 years later, but I digress. So, so the Hayes Committee... Um, in, in their uh, scientific exploration of censorship, they, they discovered 
the uh, obverse side of censorship, which is propaganda. Mm-hmm. And they realized how powerful propagandizing people can be. And then they connected with some of the hucksters from Madison Avenue, um, not the least of which was uh, was uh, uh, Freud's nephew. Um, uh, his name will come to me in just a moment. It's on, it's on the tip of my, my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, but what happened is they realized that the power of, of propaganda and they realized that controlled conditioning could be embedded into the actual cinematic content. And it, and it remained so until the 1970s when they started, to, they started to take the ads. They used to put the little quick images of popcorn mm-hmm. or Coca-Cola or whatever mm-hmm. into the, the films. And, and they ultimately got rid of that, or at least they say they did in the, uh, in the mid 1970s. But, but controlled conditioning is what's running the average film consumer today. And, and this is what it comes down to. People need to understand, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings out there today. listening to Kate Daly, mm-hmm. but this is the reality. When you take your little kids to watch one of the X-Men franchise films, you are putting a dime or a nickel, or maybe a penny in the pocket of Brian Singer. Brian Singer, who is a known pedophile, everybody in Hollywood knows it. It's sort of it's sort of like mm-hmm. it's sort of like the hashtag everybody knows but nobody says anything. Right. And this man has has a reputation of bringing underage boys four and five hundred at a time up to his pool parties and drugging them and then abusing them uh, mm. uh, in, in such a manner as would be appropriate to a big uh, pool and drug party. Right. So bottom line is people need to vote with their dollars. If you take when, when, you, when you sit in that dark theater, when you when you when you consume that GMO popcorn and, and you drink that 60 ounces of uh, of, uh, of uh, high fructose corn syrup and you paid, you know, mm. 120 bucks to get your family into this <laughs> right. film. That money is going directly into the pockets of people who are hurt sick. children, yeah. period. They are uh, Kate, where, do you, where would you like to go from there? Well, I just think, you know, a lot of people get named. I know that even Walt Disney was named in several books as uh, uh, allegedly as, as um, you know, being a pedophile. There, there, there's lots of people that are, are writing about some of their experiences growing up in Hollywood. And, uh, and I think for the most part, we just don't want to believe it because it's too hard to believe. We have been taught that they have a certain personality or caricature about them. But I, and I don't know if I even believe that about Walt Disney, but I'll tell you something it really is interesting when you look at the people like Corey Feldman that have come forward and there's no reason for them to come forward with that kind of story no. unless something really happened to them by the perpetrators that they say it happened to uh, that, that caused it and so there's just no reason people don't usually just go to make stuff up like this but you'll see you'll start to see all these accounts come out and they and that's why I'm saying it's more obvious now uh, because more and more are coming out about it you even have people on on uh, celebrities on YouTube talking about it and saying yeah i black out and i do all these things that's that's from programming so correct you know i just think correct. that we don't realize um what what's let me, going let me drop on a teaser on you let me drop a teaser on you i i wrote a i wrote a two-part uh radio presentation that i was going to do with the hagman report and then i took it over to caravan to midnight back in 2015 mm-hmm. and the only reason i did i didn't do it with john b wells is because doug hagman and i at the time were talking about co-authoring a book together mm-hmm. and the project just wound up kind of get, simmering onto the back burner right but it's it's called um, it's called witchcraft wonderland and rock and roll Laurel Canyon meets the Jesus freaks and it's a two part 
uh, a radio presentation about this little tiny neighborhood, Laurel Canyon, which is not mm-hmm. even two square miles. Right. Uh, and Laurel Canyon, from 1968 to 1970, produced over two dozen gold and platinum-selling rock and pop stars. And guess who these people were? I'm talking Frank Zappa. I'm talking mm-hmm. Linda Ronstadt. I'm talking about the Doors. I'm talking about the Birds. I'm talking about uh, Jackson Brown. And guess who all of their parents were, Kate and Uncle Milty? To the individual, all of their parents were involved in government intelligence work, either during World War II or right after World War II. Some of these people were born on the DMZ between East and West Germany. In wow. fact, in fact, um, when we look at uh, when we look at uh, bands like, especially the Doors, um, uh, people don't realize that Jim's father was the admiral. He was actually the captain at the time of the U.S. frigate, the Richard Bonham, which is supposedly the frigate that got torpedoed in the Gulf of Tonkin. That would be the same false flag that mm-hmm. Robert McNamara, the, the then Secretary mm-hmm. of Defense, came out at the Harvard alumni meeting in 2011 and said, whoops, guess what? <laughs> you oh know the whole gosh. Gulf of Tonkin thing? It got 58,000 of our Marines and said, soldiers killed. Yeah, it never really happened. So even in the music scene, controlled conditioning and pre-programming has been happening for decades. Why? Because here's, here's how it works. These individuals are so enamored with being in that in that moment mm-hmm. of having of being showered with and, and and of the adoration and the celebrity and and literally the lights not limelight anymore but right. the lights and um that that they're they're like moths to a bulb they really are yeah but what most of these people have in common regrettably is very low self-esteem in fact i've met many very famous brilliant uh, a-listers who, who, who don't have enough self-esteem to fill a teaspoon. In fact, many of them are so compartmentalized, so fragmented, they don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Look, what's happened to, look what's happened to Jim Carrey publicly in the last two years. Yeah. That man, he's another example. He has come out and said, I don't exist. There is no such thing as Jim Carrey. That is the result of this conditioning mm-hmm. that has been going on Going back to the experiments that General Electric was doing with Jack Parsons back in the in the early 1960s, yep. and 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 this this is such an enormous topic that we're covering in such a limited amount of time. But let me hit you with Disney real quick because you've asked about it several times. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney was a Mason. Okay, Club 33 exists at Disneyland. I have never been inside Club 33, but I've seen it, and mm-hmm. and I had special access because of my job in Hollywood. I worked for ABC and mm-hmm. Disney a lot, and of course ABC and Disney own Disneyland, so we worked at Disneyland a lot. And uh, Club 33 exists, of course, 33 is the regarded as the highest level of, of um, being a Mason. It's, it's, mm-hmm. There's actually a level higher, but 33 is the one that people recognize. And Disney is also cryogenically frozen. He had his yeah. head removed upon his death, and, and he is cryogenically frozen in Orange County, mm-hmm. uh, California. So so Disney was a, was a strange dude, to say the least. And he had this, this love of entertaining children. But here's what's come out in the past just couple of years. There's white paper proof that he was working with the FBI, that yeah. he was working with the CIA. And, and, and back then, it was all couched. Ostensibly, it was to fight communism. It was all about fighting the Reds, the Pinkos. But, but what happens so often 
when men get together is they become corrupt. When mm. three or four intelligent people get together, unless they're saved by Christ, unless they're Christians at heart, they're, they're, and even then, corruption is, is knocking at the door. Yes, and so Disney built this, this kingdom, well, he built several of them, and there's been a lot of supposition as to what degree these children will use. Now, I will tell you this, having worked on Disney programs as recently as 2014, Mm -hmm. that there are, and this is the tweet that got me on the show today, there are uh, production companies out there. The production company that Hannah Montana built, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but there is a company that the show Hannah Montana built, Mm -hmm. okay? That company always features 12 and 13 year old girls that they tart up they sex up to look like they're about 20 Mm -hmm. and these are the most popular shows on disney and disney xd is it any wonder kate and uncle milty that the number one most searched term on pornhub yeah is teenage porn yeah so now i want to play the selling of a soul this is what john robertson talked about when he talks about the strange coincidences about this when i played the the dylan clip coming in bob dylan and he was talking about the selling of a soul uh how he sold his soul to the devil telling that in a uh, in a 60 minutes interview yeah anyway here you go yes the stars allude to this but if you are able to use a modicum of discernment you'll realize that many of the big stars particularly in hip-hop Uh, have what they call uh, alter egos, if you will. You know, Eminem is Slim Shady. Yeah. Um, Beyonce. uh, Beyonce Beyonce is Mm -hmm. Sasha Fierce. And Beyonce has gone on record and and she says, look, I can sing and dance, I can hit the notes, but I have to bring Sasha in when I hit that stage to get it done. Yeah. So how does this, I'll give you a quick quick, uh, primer on this. How does this work? Well, it operates in both the physical, terrestrial, natural world if you will as well as the supernatural and uh often at a relatively young age the primary age seems to be 17 and that ties in interestingly because uh, those of your listeners who are uh, pop culture you know fans Mm -hmm. and pay attention to hip-hop and and rock music and even the the untimely death of actors will note that there's the quote-unquote curse of age 27 in music, and just to rattle off a it's few people that died at 27, you've got Amy Winehouse, you've got uh, Jimi Hendrix, you've mm-hmm. got Janis Joplin, all dead at 27, and and that's known as the curse of 27. Well, there's been studies done that indicate that often this selling of one's soul will occur at age 17. And again, as I mentioned, it happens both on the terrestrial and the supernatural. On the terrestrial, typically... Uh, the person who wants to sell their soul will write out a contract devoting themselves to Satan or to Lucifer, maybe to the angel of light, as as described in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They will sign that contract in blood, and then depending on which form, uh, no pun intended, mm-hmm. which form of witchcraft they're using, they, they may uh, then burn the contract uh, right there on the spot, thus sending it into the... Uh, out into the ether, into the ephemeral, if you will. Okay, so a lot of people out there are going, what? <laughs> what do you mean witchcraft? Because No, I'm sure there are people out there going, oh, come on, this is this is nuts. I you, mean, I, I we, we hear the accusations, but this is crazy. Well, I'm sure there are also people out there, though, that can see a 10-year contract right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thank uh, you, Uncle yeah, Monty. Yes. Yeah, that, let me run with this for a quick second, if I may. Sure. That's exactly correct. There is another, there have been... Uh, 
significant descriptions and some very brave people who have come forward. Mm -hmm. uh, to be perfectly transparent, I have not interviewed them one-on-one, -on -one, so I want to be clear. This is secondhand information. Some of it came through the Bamboo Telegraph in Hollywood. Some of it is just available on YouTube open source. Okay. And the way it works is there have been uh, many, uh, I won't name names, I don't have their permission, but there's a, a pretty well-known boxer is one of them, mm -hmm. a very well-known uh, young lady in hip-hop who sold a lot of records is another. Mm -hmm. And they were actually visited by a, a, a principality. Ephesians 6, 12 and 13 says, we war not against flesh and blood, but against mm -hmm. powers and principalities and darkness. And, uh, and so uh, the way this operates is Satan has his legion, as described in, in uh, Matthew, mm -hmm. formed just like an army. There are, there are uh, privates, there are non-commissioned officers, mid-level officers, and then you've got the big high-ranking, you've got mm -hmm. the brass mm -hmm. in the satanic army. Satan will send one of his captains or his majors out to cut these deals. And there are stars who have gone on record saying that they were, in fact, visited uh, in the supernatural, they often describe it as feeling like they were in kind of a, an outer space area where there's no longer three dimensions, but rather just this presence of being. Interesting. I know the name of one of the brokers, one of the uh, demonic mid-level officers, but I'm not going to give mm -hmm. that any power or presence on your show. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And you spent a lot of years. You were working on some major TV shows and films. It was a fascinating interview. Can I just say? <laughs> He's a fascinating guy, uh, John Robertson. He works on Caravan to Midnight. He worked on Hagman and Hagman and um, presently on uh, Caravan to Midnight. But he's got quite a history in Hollywood. And his take was very, very interesting. I'll tell you that. Uh, anyway, wanted to play that for you. Hope you enjoyed that interview, especially after talking about the Oscars this week uh, with Dr. Pesta and Uncle Milty and so forth. On to the rest of the show, on to the national show with Melissa and Susan. And I uh, hope you enjoyed today's show. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. I have a secret to share with you. It's Greg from the Th Daily Show. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Hi there. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Third and final hour. Glad you're listening in. We've got such a special guest. I cannot wait to introduce her to you. You're gonna, you're just going to be blown away for this hour, listening to this hour. And I'm telling you, if you're in your car, just pull over. Just be late to whatever you're going to be late for. Just be late because you're going to want to listen to this. Uh, I was so inspired by her story. I've asked her to come on and I'm so excited that she said, oh, she said yes. All right. So let me introduce, I'm going to waste no time. Let me introduce, uh, Gianna Jessen. How are you? Uh, because, well, I'm going to let you just tell it. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to do an introduction because I think this story so speaks for itself, and where you're coming from on this. And you have spoken uh, in some very amazing places about your story, and I have to commend you on this because not a lot of people would do that. And I just, I, I just Aww. think it's great. I love it. <laughs> well. Anything can be done by the grace of God, and I, I really appreciate uh, you giving me the opportunity to to speak on your show today. I think um, we're living in a time where it's increasingly difficult for the truth, the real truth, mm -hmm. to be heard. I do too. And so I'll I'll, I'll back up though, and and let your your listeners know why why <laughs> why I'm even talking to you. Uh, I. 
I am adopted, and my biological parents were only 17, and my biological mother went to a planned parenthood in Southern California, and they advised her to have a late-term saline abortion at seven and a half months. Seven and a half months? I can't even yes. imagine. Okay. And most people... Most people are rightly horrified when they hear seven and a half months and they think, oh, you know, that hardly ever happens. It is true that uh, first trimester and second trimester abortions are very common, but but third trimester abortions are done. And the bigger the baby in the womb, the more money they ask for the abortion. So it is very much uh, a money-driven industry. And so she was seven and a half months along and she had a saline abortion, which uh, the saline solution is injected into the mother's womb. The baby is to gulp that solution. It is to burn the baby inside and out, blind the child, ultimately suffocate the child. And then she's to deliver a dead baby within 24 hours, except that in my case (laughs) and and with a few others, uh, I I was born in an abortion clinic, actually. I was being burned in my mother's womb for 18 hours and born alive in that clinic. And uh, thank God, and I say that literally, I am unashamedly a Christian. So anybody listening who wants mm-hmm. me to hem and haw and not really talk oh, about Oh, no. You you say your truth. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, how can I be ashamed of a Jesus who, who delivered me from that? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I was born alive at 6 o'clock in the morning in an abortion clinic, and thank God the abortionist was not at work yet. Had he been there, he would have ended my life with strangulation, suffocation, or leaving me there to die, um, which was considered perfectly legal up until August the 5th, 2002, when President Bush signed into the law the Born Alive Infants Protection Act, and I was I was present at, at that signing, and it was a really life-changing day. Oh but anyway, um, that's the beginning of it. <laughs> I can pause for you. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, you were born in 19, uh, 1979. And nope, 1977. 77, sorry. And I wish I, I, wish I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make you younger. It's all right. And, uh, and I'll give you a few years. And, you know, it's interesting. Was the nurse uh, was the nurse the one that gave the saline then? If the, it Was the doctor not on the premises at all at that point? Or no, was the, the, no, it's my understanding that the, the abortionist mm-hmm. actually performed that abortion. Okay. But he just went home. He went home for work. Ah, gotcha. I, I mean, he went home gotcha. from work. Okay. And, uh, you know, the next morning I was to be be delivered dead but I was delivered alive and she was there and Mm. and said oh my gosh I gotta call an ambulance and have me transferred to a hospital she she saved my life is that normal do they norm that that is not normal protocol right well they would argue that it is but Mm. we wouldn't be having this conversation (laughs) uh if it was normal protocol because I I was used in the first year of my life in an, as an expert witness in a case where an abortionist was caught strangling a child to death that had survived uh, its abortion. And so, you know, Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers will deny, deny that this ever happens. And that mm-hmm. is BS. Mm-hmm. It happens. And, uh, and so it's amazing that she... Um, she called the ambulance. And also I have a, a friend who's a nurse who held a baby who had survived its abortion and had been thrown in a, a garbage bin 
And she picked that baby up and held that baby for 45 minutes until it died. So this is not some crazy kook thing. It's crazy that they do this, but mm-hmm. it, me telling you that they do this is not is not right. out of line or crazy. Do they, do they, is normal protocol, they just are, are, if you're born alive, do they just watch you die and not administer anything to you to help, help you at the, all? The, we now, we, we now have laws on the books to, to defend uh, children that survive abortions. However, when was the last time you've heard of Planned Parenthood or, or these types of people that love to end the lives of children? Mm-hmm care about laws i mean we're, we're yeah. watching videos where children are being dismembered uh and sometimes alive and and so that's against the law do they mind the law they don't care about the law well they we'd have about- we'd have more stories like yours we would have them coming out of the woodwork right mm-hmm. if they were busy saving yeah. babies but right survive. right and if and if this if this really honestly is about women's rights then what were mine because exactly. I have radical feminists to the present day trying to shut me down or trying to shut me up or trying to ignore me or trying to, they don't, they don't want to hear from a woman or women who have survived abortions. They, they, they don't want people to know this, but anyway, let me, let me get, mm-hmm. get back to uh, where I left off so that I can, I don't sure. leave uh, any, any kind of uh, blank spaces sure. in there. Um, so I was transferred to a hospital, placed in an incubator weighing two pounds, <laughs> and they said, you know, this baby is not going to live. Then after several months of not dying, they concluded that I had a tremendous will to live and that I didn't want to die, <laughs> and that is absolutely true. I have a tremendously strong will, and at this juncture in the story, I would like to give a shout out to any parents listening mm-hmm. who are the parents of a very strong-willed child. My strong will was extremely shamed when I was young, mm-hmm. um, very misunderstood. You know, get in line, you know, obey, and all sure. that. And I believe in that in 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 a child not running the house, but. Sure. I have needed my strong will to survive an abortion, to learn how to walk twice because I have the gift of cerebral palsy as a result of the the abortion. Um, But I just want to say to and encourage the parents listening, when was the last time you ever saw someone who lacked a strong will ever change this world? ever change anything that is the truth you are so if you've got a kid driving you crazy next time look at him and say oh my gosh i am so thankful that you have an immense destiny ahead of you i can't wait to see what you do yeah exactly you're right you're right Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. that i love it so do you want me to continue or do you want to please go ahead this is just it's just (laughs) really your your story has so many facets to it and and what happened to you in those first few years of life too it's just amazing go ahead yeah that is one thing is that you know i am known as an abortion survivor but i my 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 life story is very unconventional and very layered and i actually also sing which a lot of people don't know (laughs) i don't know that (laughs) that. yeah i'm i'm doing all of these different things um but when you have a when you have a birth story like this it kind of (laughs) it kind of just takes takes over and that's okay but anyway um so I wasn't dying in the hospital, and so they put me in emergency foster care, and those people were a bunch of punks, mm-hmm. and they decided that they didn't like me. The father didn't like me, and 
uh, they would, the mother would shut me in a room when he would come home and shut the door. And apparently that's extremely traumatizing on a young baby because babies cannot Mm -hmm. discern time. So half an hour could have felt like, you know, 10 days. And I had just survived an abortion. So I have a little bit of trauma. Mm -hmm. And yes. So the uh, government came and took me out of there, and I was finally placed in an angel's home by the name of Penny. And Penny took me in. I was 17 months old by this point, 32 pounds of dead weight. I could not move. I was diagnosed with what I considered to be the gift of cerebral palsy, which was caused by a direct lack of oxygen to my brain while surviving an abortion. Uh, And they said to my dear Penny, you know, Gianna will never be anything. (laughs) She will never move. She will never sit up. She will not. Okay. At this point, can I say to your audience, Mm -hmm. no, you know, I'll tell them anyway. Of course. No one Mm -hmm. can determine your destiny. No human being can say, this is the final word about you. Amen. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. And so I was saved by the power of Jesus Christ. I proclaim it everywhere to (laughs) to the, uh, the, well, to the embarrassment though of, of many, even conservatives who really kind of just want the cocktail party. Jesus. That's what I call him. (laughs) Cocktail party. Jesus. I love it. Yeah. The one that, you know, doesn't offend the neighbors, doesn't Mm -hmm. take a stand for anything. Just, you know, is super tolerant about everything. It basically isn't the Jesus that raises the dead at all or does anything impossible because he's created take. in our own image for our own ego. Yeah. So I'm not into that Jesus. I'm into the, the other one anyway. Um, so I, I, where was I? Oh, Penny's house. Mm-hmm. So, so they said, you know, Jonah will never be anything or move or whatever. And she just prayed for me and she did my physical therapy and I began to hold up my head uh, sit up, crawl and walk. And the whole time, you know, hearing well-meaning doctors say, you know, she will never do the next thing. She'll never, ever, ever. Now this was almost 10 years ago now, but I have completed two full marathons and I am not an athlete, but I was, I was doing it for different reasons at the time. Wow. The first one, I was super angry. <laughs> it was an angry <laughs> walk, <laughs> angry run. <laughs> and, and, uh, so I completed the national marathon 26.2 miles by running on my toes for seven and a half hours. Oh my gosh. And then the London marathon with an injury and cerebral palsy and running with a punk. Um, but completing it after eight hours of running on my toes and, um, I just couldn't quit. I'm just not a quitter. And it's also infuriating when people don't see the value and the beauty of adversity. You are so right. It is the refiner's fire. It is why we become who we become. This is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics. Today I'm on the radio to announce our new Platinum Monthly Membership. Staying with our commitment to be the best-priced hyperbarics in the country, you get four hyperbaric sessions for the unbelievably low price of $129. Whether you're dealing with chronic physical or mental health conditions or just trying to boost energy and vitality, we can help. This is a limited-time offer, so don't wait. Act now. Find us on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. 
Sleep cooler. Sleep longer. Sleep better with a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Tempur-Pedic is ranked number one in customer satisfaction by J.D. Power for a reason. Comfort. Pain alleviating, back supporting, body cooling comfort. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Right now at our Labor Day sale, save up to $700 on Tempur-Pedic adjustable sets. Plus, get up to a $300 instant gift on select mattresses. We have a large in-stock selection and 0% financing for up to 72 months. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Caring for an elder family member can be worrisome and overwhelming. You want your loved ones to receive personalized care. Ovation Sienna Hills is the answer. They don't sacrifice anything in their assisted living and memory care communities. Mom and dad can stay in assisted living, left incapable and caring hands. Call Ovation Sienna Hills to schedule your private tour today. 435-429-0000. Ovation Sienna Hills, enhancing the life of every person they serve. Hey, this is Steve here with Garage Doors Only. Many years ago, I heard the old adage that says, a company is only as good as its worst employee. And you know, over the years, I have found this to be largely true. That is why we are so proud of the team of employees we have here at Garage Doors Only. Our employees are a big reason why Garage Doors Only has been voted the best garage door company in Southern Utah for four years in a row, and why we have hundreds of five-star Google reviews. And right now, we are looking to expand our team. If you are an experienced garage door installer or service technician, come talk to us. Our field techs absolutely love our generous piece rate reimbursements, four-day work weeks, and weekly paychecks. And at Garage Doors Only, we also offer paid time off, paid holidays, and a health care reimbursement program. If you don't have experience but are hardworking and detail-oriented, come join our growing team and learn what it's like to be part of the best garage door company in southern Utah. Call or text us today at 435-868-1200 or apply in person at 689 North Bluff. Garage Doors Only, where garage doors is what we do. Have you checked out Discount Pond yet? They're a family-owned and operated full-service pond shop and have been in business for years. They have won several categories of Best of Southern Utah over the years and have the best online ratings of all the pawn shops in St. George. Right now, they have a huge selection of new and used firearms and are even offering up to 20% off on all used guns and up to 10% off on all new guns. Stop by and check them out at 175 West, 900 South, Suite 11, just behind Jimmy John's on Bluff Street, or check them out online at stgeorgepond.com. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Hi, Greg from the three-time award-winning, world-famous Gold Ore Store. I have a major precious metals buyer's alert. Attention Southern Utah and Mesquite, Nevada residents. A Texas billionaire has made a huge silver coin purchase that is putting tremendous pressure on the entire physical silver delivery supply chain. Because a vendor involved cannot source 900,000 silver eagles, we will experience exponential price increases. It is literally happening as I speak. Our insider informant has told us to make sure that our clientele makes their planned purchases immediately to secure not only the lowest price, but to be able to secure the actual physical silver bullion. Get your money out of the failed U.S. dollar and into silver now. This is the most serious silver supply chain issue that has hit the market since COVID-19. Call Gold Ore Store now, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. 435-703-9119. 
Calling a certified service pro from Walker Plumbing, Heating, and Air right now will save you money. Now is the time to get your air conditioning check done. Let's face it, being prepared for the hot weather sooner than later will save you money in the long run. Call the five-star rated Best of Southern Utah Gold winner in Plumbing, Heating, and Air today. Ask for the air conditioning checkup special now. This is Brett, the owner of Walker Plumbing, Heating, and Air. We have the plumbing and air conditioning team you can trust guaranteed. Visit MyStGeorgePlumber.com. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Lady Madonna, children at your feet. Welcome back. What a special guest I have. Let's continue on with the story of how she survived an abortion. What an amazing story. By the way, get over to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is the most incredible supplement you'll ever take. Why? Because I did my homework, and out of all the supplements, it had the most It had the most. And then it had more on top of that. Make sure and go get 31 fruits and vegetables, the nutrients of those fruits and vegetables every single day in a capsule form. You will love this product. Go to Balance of Nature, code word Kate, and you can save 35% and also free shipping. You also get a free health coach. It's an amazing product. Just try it out. It's guaranteed. Just try it out. Here is more from Gianna Jessen, who survived an abortion. It's really my heart in my life is to, you know, when I'm speaking, I want anyone to hear, not shame, not, especially if you've had an abortion and you're listening to me, I'm not here to shame you. I'm here to say, hey, give that over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can take that burden away. And I'm not here to shame you. I'm here to talk to you about how beautiful you are and how you can forgive yourself. And and so I just want you to know that. And then I've forgiven my biological mother as well. And I'll get back to that in a minute. But Mm -hmm. I have a gorgeous brain, which also includes having ADD. And so I'm able to flip from one subject to the other. Which is a gift. (laughs) It's a gift. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But anyway, um, the second reason that my cerebral palsy is a tremendous asset to me is this, that because I will not settle for average love, because I was made for epic love, and this is how I know this, because when I was 30 years old, I was out with someone and this was not a date. I knew it wasn't a date, but he had, he had said something to me at the end of the day that just let me know that he would never be interested in someone like me. (laughs) And, you know, because I'm in the sort of special inspirational category, Mm -hmm. not in the, in, in the eyes of shallow people, (laughs) I'm not in, in the hi I want you to be the mother of my children category. And so just keep on trucking and keep on inspiring, but you just haven't been through enough, wow. you know, to be loved. So he, and he didn't say that, but that's the message that I, mm-hmm. I have received so long. So I got in, in various ways. So I got in the car, held in all my rage, and then I flipped out in front of Jesus. And I said, is this all you have for me? I'm just going to preach for the rest of my life and then die. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Appreciate the fact that I just get to preach and die. And thank you for making me a woman with a heart. Why didn't you make me a man who can just compartmentalize his entire life and whatever freaked out. And I heard this great still small voice immediately reply. 
I know you've dealt with this your whole life, Gianna, meaning rejection. And I said, well, great. Can you say something else? Because I'm kind of freaking out right now. And he replied, um, you know, sometimes it's the very thing in your life that's ripping your heart out that I use to do one thing. And I said, what? And he replied, protect you. You see, I absolutely do use those little limping legs of yours to blind men to exactly what you are. Because it isn't that you aren't beautiful. It's that I am your father and I will not hand you over to just anyone. I rarely get chills and I am full of them right now. I can't even tell you how powerful that statement that you just made was. How powerful. I hope people digest that and take that in. And it is the truth. I mean, we've got people in this culture. We've got young girls who had a rotten relationship with their father who are chasing men down who are thinking just, just if I can only be loved. No. No man can do that. You got to heal first. Mm-hmm. You got to give your heart to Jesus and then maybe go to some therapy like me for five years and then <laughs> maybe, oh, <laughs> and then man. maybe Mary, but, but you got to deal with that and no man can ever give you what your father should have. And, and to the men listening, listen up to me. You are made for greatness. This is a passion of mine. We have emasculated the men in our culture. Is every man perfect? No. But you know what, lady? Katie, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, or Kate? Yes. Do you go by Katie too? Kate, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm sure you've met some real, some women that are a real nightmare. Uh, yes, you know. I've been one once in a while. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yes. I, would, I would rather live on the roof than be around them. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't just the men who are just scum and blah, blah, blah. And this isn't, isn't just a women's issue. It takes two people to create a child. And so anyway, to the, to the men, Amen I would say, to you that. listen to me. If you've been a punk and you have used women, you can repent of that before Christ. And you can ask him how to be a brave heart. There's a reason you love that movie. You're born to be great. You are born to defend women and children. You are not made to use us and abandon us. You are made to stand up. And it is time, if you don't want to see this country go to hell, Mm -hmm. you stand up and take it back and defend the women. I so agree with what you just said. I've done a lot of shows on that, and you are right. The women's movement is set out to make men irrelevant. And you know what? They have a huge role. And as women, women, if we help help them to be who they are supposed to be, then you're both strong. It's amazing what can happen uh, when you're a duo. And I don't agree with the women's movement that's trying to do that. I, I just think it's abhorrent. Um, and, and, you know, men men have this wonderful ability. And you know what it is? Mm-hmm. They can make us feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're absolutely And when right. we are made to feel safe, we're free to be feminine. I am going to go to a break. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come right back because I want to talk about your birth mother. I want to talk about what that meeting was like. There's so many things we want to get to. And I have to say, I really, truly, a few guests give me chills. You have done that in spades today. And I'm so grateful. I'm talking with uh, Gianna Jessen, and she is my amazing guest. for. I, I think 
your message is so needed in society right now for some common sense and being logical and understanding God and our values and, and morals. And I, I can't even tell you what an important story you have. You survived an abortion at seven and a half months in the womb for those that are just coming on the program. And I want to also ask you about testifying in front of Congress, uh, what that was like in meeting Glenn Beck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, two, two uh, days of my life that I will never forget. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll, ne- I'll never forget those two days. Um, Congress, I, uh, I just was quite honored to be able to testify with Melissa Oden, who also survived a saline abortion. And I was absolutely appalled to hear... Miss Smith, uh, who's a professor at Yale, uh, speak about how dismembering children is a humane way to die. Uh, it was just absolutely, it rendered me speechless. I um, to, to hear someone say something like that. I mean, to, the, Kate, the fact that we're even having this conversation. Isn't that astounding? I, I, me too. I can't wrap my brain around the fact that we actually debate this in our society. There is no debate. I mean, there should be no debate. I mean, it is so clear, the truth. Yeah. And for those listening that want to insist on your right and it's just tissue and all of this, first of all, uh, I, I prove you wrong. Exactly. I mean, I have cerebral palsy as a result of having lived through an abortion. I was not just merely tissue. And also 40 ultrasounds where you can basically watch your kid doing jumping jacks in the womb now. <laughs> totally, so totally obliterate that argument. Um, and so what is very frightening now is that we're getting women actually admitting at points that, yeah, yeah, I know that I'm aborting a, a baby and... I don't care. Wow. Wow. I mean, we have on, we have on Twitter right now and I countered it with my medical records. My medical records have gone (laughs) practically viral. But, but we have this, uh, this appalling shout your abortion uh, hashtag right now and women boasting about their abortions. Really? How disgusting is that? But on the other hand, if you really felt great about what you were doing. Why would you have to do that? Exactly. Exactly. I totally you know? get that. And also, uh, so it was a great honor to be able to speak before before Congress and, and tell the truth. And also, meeting Beck, oh my gosh. <laughs> I could just know him forever. He is the best. That's he so sweetest person ever. Oh my gosh. I love yeah. this. I, I love that. I, I also want to ask you, too, did you always know, was there something innate that you knew that there was something that happened around your birth? And when did you find out? <laughs> well, I believe in someone called the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's also very unpopular to talk about. Yes, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's true. It's I, true. I Yeah, I'm called apparently to talk about all the unpopular things. And that's fine. I've always been unconventional and you don't change anything by blending in with everyone else. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be dead in, in some decades here and I want to have some kind of impact while I'm here. Um, I love that. So I, I didn't know that there was anything different about my birth, but I'm, I'm, I was very curious as a child. And I, I asked my adoptive mother 
all the time. I was always asking her for some reason, why do I have cerebral palsy? Why do I have cerebral palsy? Why, why, why? And, um, and she always said, because you had a premature birth or a traumatic birth, mm-hmm. and I was never satisfied with that answer. And that, to me, tells me that had to be the Holy Spirit inside of me. Yep. So when I was 12 on Christmas Day, really weird timing, but she was making dinner, and I looked at her and said, really weird timing, but she was making dinner, and I looked at her, and I said, why do I have cerebral palsy? And she said, this day, do you really want to know? And she began to just try to ease her way into the answer because I was only 12. And right then, I mean, right as the words were about to cross her lips, they were in my mind. And I said to her, I was aborted, right? Mm-hmm. And had no clue seconds before that, had no clue. And she said, right. She was very surprised. And that is how I found out. How did that affect you after afterwards? I think at that point in my life, I had been through so much that I didn't even really process it. I mean, how can you process that at 12 years old? You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really, even even to the present day, when I when I look down at my medical records and they say born during saline abortion, six a.m., twenty nine and a half weeks gestation. I mean that that's wild. It is, yeah. And you know, so um, yeah. Did it give you? Did it give you a? a, a were you able to deal with that? Because that's a lot at 12. Were you able to deal with that and move on? Did that sort of haunt you for a long time? Did it affect you with your other relationships? Did it do, what did that, what did that do to you? I'm sure that it impacted me, but I, the level of trauma that I have experienced in my life is so high. And I don't say that as a victim, but mm-hmm. it's just true. Yeah. That I think even by 12, I was like, you could have told me, pretty much anything. And I would have just been like, okay, right. Right. Okay. I mean, not that I wasn't feeling, I mean, I I actually just went and called a friend and said, Hey, this is how I was born. I remember doing that. Hmm. And she didn't quite know what to say either. And, and then I just sort of kept living my life. But then I began speaking at 14, which I would not recommend at all. Okay. Um, and very, very, very unhealthy situation, but it was a a part of my journey, and the Lord was so present with me. He is just present with me. You do not mess with me. I'll be right back more with Gianna Jessen and how she survived an abortion, and be right back. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. 
Ty and Mitch here to talk about drugs and alcohol again, so that if you need to talk about it, you'll call us. September is National Recovery Month, which means that we celebrate all the different ways that people can get clean and sober from drugs and alcohol. People from all walks of life can find themselves dependent or addicted to all kinds of substances. At Hope Rising, we offer a number of different services that help people break free from the shackles of addiction. Now is the time for you to call, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. 435-632-3335. Hope Rising Recovery. Find your family. This is the sound of one person walking. This is another. Imagine the sound of more than 5 million footsteps, one for every American living with Alzheimer's disease. Add in the millions more who feel its effects, and think about the impact we can make when we all walk together to put an end to Alzheimer's for good. Join the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's today. Register now at alz.org slash walk. Don't miss the Walk to End Alzheimer's Saturday, September 10th at Cedar City Motor Company in Cedar City. Registration starts at 9 a.m. Foot pain isn't normal. At Summit Foot and Ankle, we treat all kinds of foot and ankle conditions. Call now and rise above the pain. 385-501-7691 or visit summitfootandankle.com. When making important life decisions about your financial future or insurance needs, it's important to work with people you trust. That's why at Farm Bureau Financial Services, we don't rely on algorithms, bots, or auto-generated answers. We get to know you so we can help you get the right coverage and make smart financial decisions. We're the people who provide insurance and financial planning all in one place. Find a Farm Bureau agent or advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Summer's winding down, and the time is now to make new memories in your Coachman Clipper Camper. And the best part is you can drive it right off the lot with zero down and payments as low as $140 per month. Play now, pay later. Going on now at RBZZ. See dealer for details. RBZZ. I have a secret to share with you. It's Greg from the three-time Best of Southern Utah award-winning Gold Ore Store. Recently, a mega-rich Texas billionaire decided to buy $50 million worth of silver coins. And over half the funds are buying U.S. Treasury-minted American Silver Eagles, which equals 900,000 coins. And this is just the beginning, folks. Word is the next purchase will be a half a billion dollars. This huge purchase volume has already put tremendous pressure against the entire precious metals industry. As here's the secret, folks, several of the major private mints actually produce the coin planches used to make the Silver Eagles. It figures the government creates nothing but discord and huge mountains of debt. Buy silver now before the billionaires literally steal it out from underneath all of us. Gold Ore Store, your trusted partner in all things precious metal. We buy and sell gold, silver, and so much more. Gold Ore Store, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. You, hey you! Did you know that InfoWest has customized solutions to fit your internet needs? From gaming, working from home, or IT solutions for a small business, InfoWest has what you need to keep you connected. Since 1994, InfoWest has been customizing internet solutions. This month, new customers can receive $100 service credit. See what our premium internet service has to offer. Visit InfoWest.com and discover what InfoWest can do for you. Isn't it time to come home to InfoWest, the internet people? Closet Factory 
Factory is the custom storage solution authority that designs around you. Closet Factory is proud to announce service to the entire Southern Utah area. Temperatures are hot and so are their deals. So why not treat yourself to a cool new Closet Factory home organization system? Whether it's a custom closet, craft room, home office, garage, mudroom, pantry, or wall bed you're looking for, they've got you covered. Your new home organization system awaits. Call Closet Factory at 435-375-5555 for a free design consultation. You've earned it. Women get a lot of advice about self-care these days, but one of the most important self-care steps we can take is making sure we're financially secure later in life. For small steps you can take to save for retirement, visit WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Lady Madonna Welcome back. What a special guest I have. Let's continue on. Gianna Jessen survived an abortion, and this is her story. It's so powerful. Make sure, also, go to MyPillow.com, put in the code Kate, and order some products. Get some products ahead right now for Christmas, for presents, for for gifts, for all of those things. Just go to MyPillow.com, put in the code Kate, and thank you for that. It helps the show and also helps you with fantastic products. Here's more from Gianna Jessen. I have a whole host of angel armies around me and I, I just praise the Lord. I do. And so, um, yeah, what else do you want to know? I want to know about the meeting with your birth mother, because that, that was a big moment. I mean, I'm sure you had always thought about it. Uh, Did you want to meet her growing up and found out at 12? Was there a desire there to meet her? been through a lot of trauma you can tend to that you know sure. sort of live in your own head and and uh so anyway you know there was a bit of that when I was really little and then after I learned of this it wasn't out of anger but it was just no I just if I had super dollars an hour what I don't have a desire to to meet this person and you know I forgive her and my adoptive mother met with her and told her of of my forgiveness for her. Uh, but she 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 kept <laughs> she didn't have a very high regard for my life even even still. And so she one day I I was going to speak somewhere, and it's interesting. I, I referenced the Holy Spirit earlier because for two weeks before I went to this particular event. I heard this voice in my heart say, um, so what would you do if your biological mother came to an event? Mm. What would you say? How would you handle it? What would you do if she disrupted it? What, what, what would you do in this scenario, that scenario? It was like, a, like preparing a you. Yeah. And I, I should have had a clue, but um, God was gracious that he did not tell me that it was about to happen. He just prepared me for it. Mm. And so I spoke all day long, and then I, it's my habit to greet people afterwards. And, uh, she came up and said, hi, I'm your mother and (laughs) no warning, nothing. And I just immediately called on the name of Jesus in my head, just quietly to myself. And I felt like the entire universe was just crushing me. I mean, I just felt like, oh my gosh, 
you know, help me, Lord, and show me what to say. And and at that time, I was reading A Little Princess. I'd never read it as a, a little girl, and it was really profound for me to read that book because Sarah was recompensed for all her suffering, and that's what I wanted. And I was reading it just then, which is interesting. And so she said, hi, I'm her mother. And I said, ma'am, I intentionally did not call her mother. I, I said, ma'am, you... Uh, you need to know that I'm a Christian and I forgive you. And she said, I don't want your forgiveness. And I said, wow, ma'am, ma'am, you know, I'm a Christian and I forgive you. I don't want your forgiveness. You just rage. I mean, so much rage and you are an embarrassment to this family and your father and you're this and you're that. And all of a sudden I heard this voice in my heart say, Jonah, you are a little princess. Stand up and speak with the authority of one. Whoa. And, and I stood up and I said, I will no longer allow you to speak to me in this manner. And I got up and I walked out. And then I just lost it. I mean, I was just so completely traumatized. Um, but I would not buckle and bend under that weight, I refused. I was like, this, this is, this was so unbelievable to do to a person. But I knew, I also, I know to this day, her rage was not about me. Her rage is about her own inability to forgive herself and her own shame. It had nothing to do with me. But I, I, I am not obligated to have relationship with someone either. I can forgive them and also move on with my life and, and proclaim the gospel. So you have um, such maturity and such clarity. I, I can't imagine after all those years, you finally meet her and you get that reaction. I mean, that's everybody's worst nightmare, right? To get that reaction. So to have that kind of clarity and, and maturity is just astounding to me. And you're right. I think it comes from the spirit. I think that's just an amazing observation and an amazing truth. And has she ever tried to contact you since? Has she ever? Um, she She could never quite let this go. And then I was told just recently, apparently, that she died. Oh. Um, that she she died just very recently, apparently uh, two days before the hearing, actually before Congress. Oh my. And um, so it's it, you know my journey. Like I was telling you a little bit, one of the reasons why my cerebral palsy is a gift to me is that I am called to learn what love really is. Mm-hmm. I I I will. I am called, does that make sense? It I mean, we totally all talk about sense. love yes. and this and that, but when you're going through hell mm-hmm. and you've got to forgive and you've got to figure out how to balance today and you, you've got to do all this stuff is going on. Your task is Lord, my life is to, to learn what it is to truly love. And I, that's why I'm so excited about <laughs> whom I eventually marry because when you've been through hell for all this time, not a lot is going to rattle you. And if my cerebral palsy is the gift to me so that I can help uphold the warrior person that I'll marry, mm-hmm. what an honor. I mean, my whole point is, if my life is called to to suffer in these ways for the sake of other people, to love them well and to, to forgive them and to, to help free other people 
Walking with a limp and falling down is no big deal for that. Jeez. I, I can't even tell you how amazing it is, your clarity on this. I, it's, it's astounding to me. I think it's going to be astounding to the audience listening, too. It's, I, your take, I, 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 when I see you, I just see you sort of I, kind of above on this different plane, looking down and looking at it as, as God would and say, you know what, this, this situation didn't define me. This doesn't define me. I make who I am. And you're on this incredible journey to do that. And I just, your clarity is just astounding. But I want to see people come to life, Kate. I mean, what is the point of all this? True, true. What is the point of all of our success if we all walk around and we, we just tiptoe around what really matters in life? That's so true. That's, we, the time is short. We don't realize. We, we always think we're going to live forever. The time is short, and you only have so much. There's success and purpose, and neither one begats the other. Uh, and when you find your purpose and you understand what you're doing, it just is so amazing to me how your life sort of takes that in, and you exude this to other people. I, I always find that fascinating. Have you had letters from, from women who used to feel differently, who used to be on the other side of the fence on this issue and believed in in some sort of choice, which was a murder, you know, it was a baby, but it was a choice. Have you received was, letters? Was just tweeted a letter last night from a lady that said, I used to be pro-choice, but I, I saw your video and I changed my mind and opened my heart. And that is why Planned Parenthood is so terrified of me. And, and that is why their strategy has been, we're just going to ignore this girl. We're just going to ignore this girl. I cannot be ignored. What they don't realize is the person that they were trying to kill within those 18 hours, I really believe my birth is very much like that story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. There was one like the son of man in the midst of the fire with them, but the fire did not harm them. Mm -hmm. And what these people don't realize is that there was a very different sort of fire that the Lord instilled in me. It's, it's of an eternal kind that can never be vanquished. I mean, and it is... It is so much fun to be free and to be like, because, you know, you can't really, really attack a disabled woman, especially when you helped <laughs> injure her, you know, but you, yes. you really can't. And so you can, I mean, I can get away with so much because I, I'm already limping. You'd be a total <laughs> jerk. <to> be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the truth. I, besides, I love, there are perks to cerebral palsy. I get fantastic parking everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing that you can see that, that you can see what this is supposed to mean for you and how you've overcome this is just a tremendous inspiration to so many. The effects of the, of the saline abortion on, on the burning, did that have effects on your health later on too? Does that, what does that do? Because it's, I mean, that's 18 hours of that. Yes, and if you saw the, the picture of the baby I, I showed um, during my uh, congressional speech, your, listener, your listeners ought to look that up and, and look at that baby because um, she's being used right now. She, she died at four and a half months by saline abortion, and she's a little girl, and, uh, and yet you can see the burns on her body, and that should have been me, and yet the Lord somehow kept my skin from being burned. I do have CP. I, I do have tremendous, uh, high alert PTSD. Like 
I, I mean, if, if we're ever in a situation mm-hmm. where we're going to die, you want to be with me <laughs> because I know how, how, how to navigate that. And that can be really exhausting sometimes I'll bet. to be, to be on that high of alert adrenaline. I mean, all the yeah. time. Hmm. Yeah. I can only mm-hmm. imagine. I, you know, you are a miracle. You are a miracle. You were, you were part of your journey is, is this is waking people up to where our society is right now and excusing and, and, and acting like this is no big deal. I, I, ignoring, we you. are ignoring mm-hmm. those Planned Parenthood videos. We're not broadcasting them. We're not, sh- we are ignoring, we are what we are allowing is 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 unspeakable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah has nothing on us. I'm no, <laughs> I am no. I, I, and I really, I say that in all honesty. I, we have no. become a society that's numb, numb to yeah. the value of life. Uh, so it's it's gotten to shouting truth almost. You almost have to not shout in a sort of angry way, but hello, hello. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. This is what the truth is. Hmm. It's amazing. I'm talking with Gianna Jessen, and uh, who was just just recently, right, on Glenn Beck, and and uh, recently on, yep. you've done so many interviews, speaking engagements, uh, spoken before Congress on this issue, and you're one of the true voices that people can't ignore. You know, you can ignore somebody that's just religious that gets up to try and make their case. They can't <laughs> ignore you. <laughs> you're living proof. I mean, they can't ignore this, and that's what's scary. Like you said, that's what scares them. Uh, that uh, that that you are here and you are with such dignity and grace, might I say, uh, stating your case and saying, look at me as proof as to why this is so wrong on every level. I applaud Mm. that. Our audience applauds that. I just, I give you so much credit for that. It's just phenomenal what you've been able to do. How do people find you? How do people uh, correspond with you, find you? Well, I don't, I, I am a speaker. I don't use speakers, bureaus and all that. I, I find that the Lord Jesus is a great PR person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants you somewhere, he sets you there. You don't have to manipulate your way to Very it. true. Um, so, but you can go mm-hmm. to my website, uh, giannajessen.com, G-I-A-N-N-A-J-E-S-S-E-N.com. And I, I've got this new cool text thing that if you nice. want <laughs> updates on my unconventional goings on, mm-hmm. um, you can text Gianna, G-I-A-N-N-A, to 95577. We won't spam you, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, it's okay. just a really easy way to keep up. And what's that number and again? The, Nine five five seven seven, text Gianna to nine five five seven seven for updates, and then I'm on Twitter and all that stuff. Okay, and when you find this incredibly amazing miracle, this guy out there that is going to be so deserving <laughs> of you, will you come back on the show? Because I have got to hear that story. Oh, it will, it will, it will. I'm sure the Lord has such a plan. It will blow people away. He I know it will. Nothing small in my life, nothing. So yes, I will. <laughs> I know it will. You're such a beautiful girl and I just Aww. wish you the best. I wish you the very best that life has to offer. I wish you the very best and I wish you, I wish you that person too to join you on your journey. I, I just, you're amazing. Soon. I, of course, <laughs> of course. I so appreciate you, Gianna. Thank you for coming on the show. I just, I love this. This was great. Thank you. I feel Thank inspired. You. Thank you. What it's all about, folks. And we have become a society that excuses, that, that wants to say that anything we do is okay. Any choice we make is okay. As long as we're making the choice. No, it's not. No, it's not. Every choice isn't okay. (laughs) 
there are consequences to those choices. And as much as a society as we want to excuse everything and say that it's okay because it's our body, well, who gave you that body? You're housing another body. That body's just as important as you. So I, I don't condemn somebody that has had this happen. I really don't. I, I feel bad for them because it must be a lifelong process to, to come to grips with that. But I will say this. There's always hope in this journey of life, and right now we're here, and we're alive, and while we're still breathing, we actually have the capacity to understand things the way she does. And uh, I just want to say thank you to Gianna Jessen for coming on the show. I hope she changes many, many hearts out there. Where telling the truth is now a revolutionary act. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. That came from the movie Coach Carter, actually. A great speech. He, they did drop the word God out of it, and uh, I don't like that. I wanted the word God to stay mm-hmm. in that speech. I thought it was an important, most important part of that speech. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So glad that you're tuning in today. Whether you're streaming live uh, from katedalyradio.com or you are on your dial in whatever local city you're in, uh, whatever city you're in. And also, I have Uncle Milty with me. Hello. Hi there. Are you doing good? Yep. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we were talking about Obamacare and, of course, uh, Comey and then, of course, Merrick Garland, Mike Lee wanting Merrick Garland. Crazy, crazy, crazy first hour. And so let me let me start here. Um, we have an amazing guest. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get to him so that he has the microphone to tell his story, because this is a story that needs to be told. And. Walter Heyer is an author and public speaker with a passion to help others who regret gender changes. You've got to hear his story. It's amazing. Through his website, sexchangeregret.com, and his blog, walterheyer.com, H-E-Y-E-R, Heyer raises public awareness about the incidence of regret and uh, tragic consequences suffered as a result. Heyer's story can be read in novel form in Kid Dakota and The Secret at Grandma's House and his autobiography, A Transgender's Transgender's Faith. Uh, Welcome to the show, Walt. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Very excited to be on. I am so happy to have you. So is Uncle Milty. And your story is so compelling, Walt, that I really wanted you to tell your story on the air nationally. Uh, I know you've been on a lot of TV shows, radio shows, explaining to people sort of the the other side of this issue. You know, when Bruce Jenner mm-hmm. uh, came out and, and did went through his started to go through his transition, it sparked, obviously, controversy. It sparked a nationwide conversation about it. But it also, what it did was it sparked sort of this 
this kind of adulation of it, this sort of, um, uh, you know, we all have to stand back and, and hey, there, there, there's a huge percentage of Americans that are dealing with this. And I've always thought this was actually a pretty small percentage of Americans uh, dealing with the transgender issue throughout their lives. So what's your take on that? Yeah, it is a small percentage. It's about uh, 0.3% of 1%. So wow. it's, it's quite a small portion. But um, but it's growing because of um, so much media attention, so many people thinking and feeling like they're transgender. Right. And um, so that's kind of how my life started. You know, I was four years old, what we'd call a trans kid today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with the help of an adult, you know, kids don't become transgenders without the help of a codependent parent. True. Um, or... Mm-hmm. Or a person uh, to come alongside them and say, "Oh yes, little Johnny, you make a real good Judy." So, uh, of course, the fact of, of that is, it's total nonsense. You can't change somebody's gender. You can make them look different. Right. So there starts the whole process of what I call the the madness of transgenderism because it's delusional uh, mm. to consider the idea that someone can actually biologically change from one gender to the other. It's absolute nonsense. It's not true. It's false. And most of us, like myself, who started out a life with some codependent person helping them, uh, and encouraging them toward transitioning, my grandmother even made me a purple chiffon dress and told me how wonderful I looked as a girl. And so, you know, we're human beings who like to be a- approved and affirmed mm-hmm. and validated and so mm-hmm. and validated. And so when you have somebody dressing you up and saying you look so cute and you look so wonderful, uh, she wasn't doing that uh, when I was a boy, Walt. Uh, she was just dressing me up as a girl. I didn't have a girl name, but she planted that seed um, of confusion about gender and it, it grew, uh, you know, and it continued as she continued to affirm me over time, and it never went away. I mean, any time you plant a seed that early in somebody's life, you're going to cause them difficulty later on in life. And that's what we discover so much now. The young mm-hmm. people who go through this, what we know is that up to 50% of them, the age group from 12 to 24, will attempt suicide not because they're being abused by society, but because they've been confused by uh, the ideology that they can change their gender. So um, I I ended up having the reassignment surgery when I was 42 years old, and I lived as Laura Jensen for eight years until I studied psychology and realized that it's a psychological disorder. It's a delusional disorder. It's uh, it, it's either body dysmorphic disorder or... Mm-hmm some other psychological impairment that started in, in early in life. And that's why people think they were born that way um, is because it started early in life. Interesting. Now, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of other transgenders. And what percentage of them are absolutely convinced that there was no episode early on in life and that they were born this way and something something happened uh, either uh, Biologically, something happened to them that that caused this to happen from an from an early age, and maybe do, can they remember a significant event, kind of like your grandmother uh, having this secret where when you went to visit her, she would dress you up in the purple dress uh, type of situation. Right. You know that's the most interesting part about transgenders. That delusional disorders are 
the most impactful. Nobody will admit anything when they're in the delusion. Hmm. When people come... People come, yeah, if you read about, uh, look up delusion, you'll find out that no, uh, no amount of information can penetrate uh, into their psyche or reason. Uh, they're so convinced that's who they are. And so what I find is that the, when the people contact me who have regret and be, want to know what happened, that's when they discover that and they're willing to talk about the fact that something happened to them early in life. And I can tell you, Categorically, 100% of the time, the people who I've worked with and corresponded with either by phone or email, they, they can tell me the exact time the onset of transgenderism started because it's, you're not born that way. It's an event-driven issue. Okay. And so what we have is we have all these doctors preying on these poor individuals, uh, especially the young people, uh, giving them hormones and affirming them to a gender that they will someday regret. Um, what we know is that if we leave these young people alone, research shows that up to 94% of them will grow out of it because a lot of times it's a curiosity. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it's, if that curiosity is fueled by affirmation and encouragement, then it becomes a disorder. And isn't and so that what's what going on? What we have on? today is the manufacturing of transgenderism um, and there is no biological proof that the transgenders even exist because it's a psychological disorder. Wow. Wow. Because in schools now, you have a situation where even the slightest hint that you are having this curiosity or you would wonder about it or anything, everybody will sort of stand in a circle around you and applaud you for being free and being unique and being who you are. Almost almost just giving you that, that, that validation. Yes, yes, press forward. See if there's anything there. You know, it's that sort of uh, mentality going, even going on in our schools right now where, where the kids are actually told, you Yes, you know, you, you have to support somebody in their uniqueness, and this yeah. is what's going to help them be free and who they are, right? Which yeah, is a lie. That, that's, <laughs> and, and sure, that, that sounds really good, doesn't it? Until yeah. you look at the statistics on suicides, the adults 25 and above attempt suicide at a rate over 40%. The young people attempt suicide at a rate uh, at right around 50%. And to this day, I don't know of anyone who's happy with their life spending their days end it through suicide. So the idea that it's good for them is absolute nonsense. Right. So uh, what we're doing is encouraging people toward suicide ideation instead of helping them understand that they can't change their gender, that they're biologically always going to be what they were born as. Now, there, there's a group of people called intersex who actually have you know, issues mm-hmm. uh, that are actually medical issues. But that's even a much, much smaller percentage uh, than than the transgenders right. themselves. So we're, we're really doing great harm to them in the long term. Oh, I'm I working totally with agree. somebody right now that's 12 years post-surgery and wants to detransition back. I've helped people from three weeks after surgery to three years, five years, up to 30 years. So wow. Wow. we finally come to the realization that uh, no amount of hormones, no amount of surgery, and nothing actually can change them from male to female or female to male. It's all a total masquerade, a social masquerade, and a social construct. And unfortunately, we have the LGBT to blame for this because it's uh, it's their 
you know, they're, they're a powerful political group that's funded mm-hmm. a lot by George Soros. Yes. And the schools are caught up in all of this because Obama appointed 250 LGBT activists to his administration. I don't know if Trump's eliminated them, but he should. Yes. I and agree. so we've infiltrated the schools with this absolute nonsense. No more reading, writing, arithmetic. Now we're helping people change genders, which is just crazy. Well, and and you say that in the LGBT, T should be dropped because a transgender man, a transgender man isn't isn't gay. They think they're in the wrong body. They, they shouldn't be part of that group, correct? Well, yeah, the, the vast majority of transgenders are not gay. They're just psychologically confused. Some of them are what we call suffer from autogynephilia, where they actually, um, this is crazy as it is, they've actually fall in love with themselves as a female if they're a guy fall in love with themselves as a female when they're looking at in the mirror so they become the object of their own affection wow Mm. kind of a split kind of a split yeah these are disorders that need treatment they don't need hormones and surgery they need psychological therapy yes and and help them through it and you know like jenner is an example we've seen him all over the place but jenner has yet to come out publicly and talk about what I know to be true. He had an event early in his life that he's uh, admitted to, that he was abused as a child. He won't say which family member abused him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was chained up in the yard like a dog, uh, was part of it. Um, and so there's, there's things in his life that he's yet to disclose. And so, you know, he's come out as the poster child. He's just another abused uh, person who's looking to transgenderism as a way to escape the pain that he's yet to deal with. And Back more with Walt Heyer when we come back. His story is fascinating. We'll talk more about his story, what happened to him, and also several issues at hand that we haven't even begun to cover yet. Stay with us. More with Walt Heyer when we come back. His transgender story and Uncle Milty. KateDallyRadio.com. Don't go anywhere. Are you looking to start working in the web development field but aren't sure where to start? Balance of Nature is here to help you start your web development career with our quality assurance position. Working in this position, you will be responsible for developing and supporting the planning, design, and execution of test plans. This position will ensure that the final product is fully functional and user-friendly. Not only will you be able to develop your career, but you'll also have opportunities for quarterly bonuses with benefits, including healthy daily lunches at no cost to you and access to your very own personal trainer. Now is the time to start a career at a company that you can love. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to see a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature continues to build a future with you in mind. Ty and Mitch here to talk about drugs and alcohol again, so that if you need to talk about it, you'll call us. September is National Recovery Month, which means that we celebrate all the different ways that people can get clean and sober from drugs and alcohol. People from all walks of life can find themselves dependent or addicted to all kinds of substances. At Hope Rising, we offer a number of different services that help people break free from the shackles of addiction. Now is the time for you to call, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. 435-632-3335. Hope Rising Recovery. Find your family. This is Dr. Josh Sleeser from the Zion Eye Institute. 
Having good vision can often be overlooked when your child is struggling in school, but not being able to clearly focus on the board or school assignments is a problem that can be fixed. Now that school has started, it's a good idea to have your child's eyes checked to give them every chance to succeed. At Zion Eye Institute, we can help. We've been caring for the eyes of Southern Utah for over 40 years. Trust our family to care for the eye care needs of your family. Call Zion Eye Institute today, 435-292-5456. Hey, this is Steve here with Garage Doors Only. Many years ago, I heard the old adage that says, a company is only as good as its worst employee. And you know, over the years, I have found this to be largely true. That is why we are so proud of the team of employees we have here at Garage Doors Only. Our employees are a big reason why Garage Doors Only has been voted the best garage door company in Southern Utah for four years in a row, and why we have hundreds of five-star Google reviews. And right now, we are looking to expand our team. If you are an experienced garage door installer or service technician, come talk to us. Our field techs absolutely love our generous piece rate reimbursements, four-day work weeks, and weekly paychecks. And at Garage Doors Only, we also offer paid time off, paid holidays, and a health care reimbursement program. If you don't have experience but are hardworking and detail-oriented, come join our growing team and learn what it's like to be part of the best garage door company in Southern Utah. Call or text us today at 435-868-1200 or apply in person at 689 North Bluff. Garage Doors Only, where garage doors is what we do. Closet Factory is the custom storage solution authority that designs around you. Closet Factory is proud to announce service to the entire Southern Utah area. Temperatures are hot and so are their deals. So why not treat yourself to a cool new Closet Factory home organization system? Whether it's a custom closet, craft room, home office, garage, mudroom, pantry, or wall bed you're looking for, they've got you covered. Your new home organization system awaits. Call Closet Factory at 435-375-5555 for a free design consultation. You've earned it. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the Best Mattress 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? Hi, Greg from the three-time award-winning world-famous Gold Ore Store. I have a major precious metals buyer's alert. Attention Southern Utah and Mesquite, Nevada residents. A Texas billionaire has made a huge silver coin purchase that is putting tremendous pressure on the entire physical silver delivery supply chain. Because a vendor involved cannot source 900,000 Silver Eagles, we will experience exponential price increases. It is literally happening as I speak. Our insider informant has told us to make sure that our clientele makes their planned purchases immediately to secure not only the lowest price, but to be able to secure the actual physical silver bullion. Get your money out of the failed U.S. dollar and into silver now. This is the most serious silver supply chain issue that has hit the market since COVID-19. Call Gold Ore Store now, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. 435-703-9119. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
back to the Kate Daly Show. So glad that you're tuning in. I've got Uncle Milty with me. Hello. And, uh, of course, we have such an amazing guest, uh, Walt, Walt Heyer uh, from sexchangeregret.com. Walt Heyer, his own personal story, uh, living a life as a man, uh, then transitioning to a woman, and then he transitioned back to a man. And I'll, I'll tell you, your story's quite compelling, Walt. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Mm. Very, Thank very you. happy to My have pleasure. you. The website is sexchangeregret.com. You must check this out. He talks so much about so many different angles of this going on in the media right now and, and really has some great information. Tell me about your story because your story comes from um, two uh, separate people in your family growing up, in your extended family, uh, that, did some, that, that did some harm and what that resulted in and how you felt about yourself growing up. What age did this start at, Walt? Yeah, four years old, and and you know, Grandma, for whatever reason, I I don't know mm-hmm. whether I encouraged her or whether it was her deal or my deal. I you know I don't know. At four years old, um, it's been a few years ago. Right. What so caused her to do I that? I don't remember specifically how that got started. But what what I want the listeners to know is that cross dressing a boy in a dress is child abuse, and yeah. it will cause them emotional. Uh, difficulty. It'll cause them personality problems. It'll cause them depression and anxiety and even a dissociative disorder or bipolar disorders. I mean, this is the way to start a young person on a life of psychological issues. If that's what you want for your children, then you'll engage them in, in helping them be a transgender. If you want a good life for them, then what you should do is affirm them in the gender that God made them and not go into this absolute nonsense of changing them um, with a dress or encouraging them to change genders. Amen to that. Amen to that. And so you would go to her house, and she would kind of call it your secret, and she had this purple chiffon dress, and she would dress you up in this. Would you spend, say, the weekend at her house in this dress? Yeah, as long as uh, Grandpa was a, uh, he was a tow truck driver, whenever he left to go, tow a car back to the wrecking yard, then then the games were on. So um, Grandma just delighted in dressing me up as a girl, and uh, she was a seamstress, so she made a very perfect um, purple chiffon dress, and it was well done. Um, And so, you know, that's an event that you cannot erase from your mind. It's going to cause, as it has me, Mm -hmm. my entire life caused me difficulty. Did this go on for years? Did it go on for years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it went on for years, and, you know, it went on for two and a half years at her house, and then I took the dress home and started dressing at home, and then my parents found it, and then there was a big explosion, and then the shame sets in, uh, because the seed was already planted, Mm -hmm. and then along with that, I had an uncle who found out that I had been, you know, dressing as a girl and thought it would be fun to um, tease and taunt and sexually molest me. So when you have these kind of things going on in your life, um, and keep in mind, the teasing, taunting, and molesting was the result of being cross-dressed by somebody. So um, we, we shouldn't start the process. Right, it's a domino, uh, by, it's a domino by, effect. Yeah, yeah so, uh, and then Dad was confused by this, and so he uh, applied heavy-handed discipline on me when I did something wrong. Uh, as you could imagine, he was confused. This was a long time ago, and there wasn't much information about it. And and even today, there's very little information that people can use because it all comes from the LGBT who 
feed off of the people who are suffering. Mm-hmm. There isn't one person who actually needs reassignment surgery and hormones. They all need psychotherapy and they need affirmation, but not in a different gender. They need to be affirmed in who they are. Now, if they're uh, intersex individual, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. transgenders, there is no proof they even exist. There's no testing done. They cannot, can't even prove a transgender biologically exists anywhere. Wow. So you went in in your, I would say, maybe 20s and 30s. Did you go to a psychologist to do this transition into the woman, Laura, in your 40s, when you were 42? What preceded yeah, I, that? And, yeah, I was 38 years old, and I went to an activist, which I didn't know. All I know he was a gender specialist, which are the most dangerous people in the world. Mm. Um, a gender specialist who uh, who I didn't learn until after surgery is a homosexual activist, uh, a gender specialist who, you know, counseled me, and he actually was the author, the original author of the WPATH Standards of Care. His name was Dr. Paul Walker from San Francisco. He was considered one of the world-renowned people on the treatment and uh, of transgenderism and approving people for surgery. He was the one that was supposed to know who was going to benefit from it. Well, <laughs> wow. Are you there? Are you still there, Walt? I hope we didn't yeah. lose. There we go. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Your phone was, your phone was uh, cutting out just a little bit. Um, this, re- this reminds me of the, uh, the guy that started the sexual revolution that should have never been involved in the, uh, back in the, uh, 40s, 50s, right? That back in the 50s? Kenzie. Yes. Kenzie. Yeah. Yes. It reminds me of the same, Kenzie. yep. Same, same okay. kind of guy. And those, the three people, the three pioneers of transgenderism in this country, Alfred Kenzie, Harry Benjamin, and John Ray, all three of them were pedophile activists. Yes. They believed that it was appropriate for adult men to have sex with young boys, and that's how transgenderism started. Not because anybody found anything medically sound about transgenderism, but because in their own fantasy, they believed that if a boy was dressed up as a girl, it was much more attractive and appealing sexually for them, and so it, it heightened their uh, awareness of the se- sexual issue for them. That's how it got started. Now what we've done is we transferred Kenzie, Benjamin, and Money's ideology of pedophilia into a mental disorder, which today is transgenderism. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So, oh my gosh. So when you became Laura, what was your first moment of regret like? What, what, what were you feeling? What was happening at that time? Well, I was at the UT Santa Cruz. I was studying uh, psychology there because I thought I wanted to become a counselor and, and help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I thought I was going to help them become transgenders, you know, mm-hmm. or at least guide them into uh, giving them some good therapy and so forth. Well, when I started studying psychology, I came across all these different disorders that were linked transgenders, uh, you know, uh, dissociative disorders and separation anxiety and, and all these other mental disorders. And I started looking into this and I'm going, this is a mental disorder. And so that's when I had regret about the fact that the activists who help people approve surgery, they don't care about the mental disorders. Their, their job is only to approve you and to affirm you and make sure that you have your body parts changed cut off. And, you're cutting out and just a little bit, Walt. Uh, you're yeah. cutting out just a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, okay. so they would reaffirm this in those that came in. Right. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, they their job was just to affirm you and get you hormones and get your gender changed. Not their job was not to find the comorbid disorders, which are the the real disorders that are caused by want to be transgender. Those are the the bipolar disorders, the dissociative disorders, separation anxiety, body dysmorphic disorder, which is very common, autogynephilia. There's a host of disorders that are never looked at by the LGBT activist therapists. They ignore them, and they push people into hormones and surgery as fast as they can. Wow. Wow. Well, so what was your moment like? When did you when did you think I just made the biggest mistake of my life doing this? Well, when I went, you know, I, I started reading all this and studied it, and so I decided to go to somebody that was a specialist in diagnosing uh, disorders, and I went to this therapist over in Beverly Hills um, on Wilshire Boulevard, and um, I went in and told told my story and what I went through, and I had several sessions during this diagnostic process. And so the, the lady came back and said, well, what happened is that as a result of being cross-dressed by your grandma, uh, you developed a dissociative disorder, which is very common. About 30% of transgenders have dissociative disorders, and that just means that you dissociated from who you are and you try to become someone who you cannot be. It doesn't rise to the level of multiple personalities, mm-hmm. but it is, a, it is a, a mental disorder that, and she said all she really needed was good psychotherapy to deal with the early childhood issues that you suffered with your grandmother, and surgery actually was not just a mistake, but it's going to make your recovery much more difficult. Jeez. So I cried. I mean, what can I tell you? I mean, I I just, uh, I had a career where I was making, um, I was one of the top executives with American Honda Motor Company. I worked on the Apollo space missions. I had a family, I had two children, I had a lovely wife, and I lost it all. And I've probably lost, in terms of income, well over $2 million as a result of that. So, yeah, I, I, I want to speak out. I don't want other people to suffer as I did, but I see it happening. I, I still get, I just got an email just three or four minutes before your show from somebody. So wow. it's continuing to happen and until we realize that it's not a good thing. They should not be doing this to anybody. How Nobody long, needs it. How long did you live as Laura? How long did you live under that? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. And you, did yes. you marry within that eight years then? Did you? No, no. no I, that was after. No, I had, mm-hmm. I had no relationships with anybody during those eight years, which is common for transgenders. Wow. Lonely. Very lonely, I would imagine. A lonely time for you uh, trying to yeah, well, deal with this. Yeah. You, you, you're coping with what you think is the right thing to do, but then keep in mind you're mentally uh, disordered. You have disordered thinking. You, you think it's the right thing, but you have a, a, a disorder, mm-hmm. um, either bipolar or something's going on that nobody's treating. Did you go to groups for transgenders? Were they? Did you meet other transgenders who were feeling the exact same way you were? Uh, when I would go to the groups, um, and I didn't see anybody feeling the same way I was until years later. Um, people come to this realization in their own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them quickly, some of them very slowly. But I came to it within eight years. The one I'm working with right now is 12 years. Wow. 
I, I just, it's so hard to imagine. Milty, do you have a question? Well, I, I, I would like to say your, your website is terrific. It has it a is. great number of resources for people that might be questioning what's going on in their life in this regard. Uh, my question is, what advice would you give and, and be direct to parents who think they have a child who is thinking they're having this trans, transgender issue because of the way it's being promoted in our schools today. Mm-hmm. And in the media. Yeah, well, right. The most important thing is to not affirm them in a, in a different gender uh, and tell them that it's quite normal, uh, tell the child it's quite normal for you to be curious, but you can't change your gender, Johnny. It, it can't happen, even though you see this on television that's not truthful and whatever you do, do not take them to a gender specialist or take them to somebody who specializes in cross gender hormones uh, or encouraging people toward changing gender. That to me, uh, by all accounts is total child abuse and these people should lose their license to even practice medicine. Yeah. Cause they're, they seem to be more activists. You said these people are more activists, oh, but they don't activists. disclose that. Yeah. Absolutely. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Rise Business Summit, St. George, September 16th at the Dixie Convention Center. Filled with influential speakers from innovative Southern Utah companies and business leaders. Join us to learn cutting-edge business strategies and how to take your business to the next level. Tickets available now at risestg.com. Have a business you'd like to showcase? Learn about available booth space at risestg.com. Register today. Rise Business Summit, September 16th at the Dixie Convention Center. Hey, this is Steve here with Garage Doors Only. Many years ago, I heard the old adage that says, a company is only as good as its worst employee. And you know, over the years, I have found this to be largely true. That is why we are so proud of the team of employees we have here at Garage Doors Only. Our employees are a big reason why Garage Doors Only has been voted the best garage door company in Southern Utah for four years in a row, and why we have hundreds of five-star Google reviews. And right now, we are looking to expand our team. If you are an experienced garage door installer or service technician, come talk to us. Our field techs absolutely love our generous piece rate reimbursements, four-day work weeks, and weekly paychecks. And at Garage Doors Only, we also offer paid time off, paid holidays, and a health care reimbursement program. If you don't have experience but are hardworking and detail-oriented, come join our growing team and learn what it's like to be part of the best garage door company in southern Utah. Call or text us today at 435-868-1200 or apply in person at 689 North Bluff. Garage Doors Only, where garage doors is what we do. At Red River Health and Wellness Center, we utilize non-pharmaceutical approaches to help patients with challenging autoimmune and thyroid conditions. And because each person is unique, we design custom care plans that focus on the individual. Our goal is to improve health, well-being, and quality of life. We work in conjunction with your prescribing physician for an optimal outcome. Call Red River Health and Wellness at 855-55-RIVER with offices in Logan, South Jordan, Springville, and St. George. 
Hey, my name is David. I work for Walker Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I started my career with Walker Plumbing about two years ago. Started out as a helper, and I've worked my way up to an apprentice technician running my own van. I knew coming into this career was something I wanted to do to help support my family. Walker Plumbing is a great family atmosphere. I work with amazing guys that I could call my brothers, and my owner, Brett Walker, provides all the tools and material that we need to be successful. If this sounds like a place you want to work, send an email to my brother, Brad, at bradley at walkerplumbingair.com. Reach out to Walker Plumbing, Heating, and Air today. Save up to $1,000 on select Serta, Silly, Beautyrest, and Purple mattresses. And get up to a $300 free gift at the Best Mattress Labor Day Sale. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Experience the amazing new advances in mattresses. More support, regulated temperature, targeted pressure relief, even help with snoring. Plus, get a free gas card up to $150 on select Perfect Sleeper and Beautyrest mattresses. We've got quick delivery and easy financing, too. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. We thought about hiring one of those company spokesmen to get on the radio and tell you about how this will change your life and call today for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But is that really what you want? Don't you just want answers to the things that are troubling you and for those answers to actually be true? People laughed when we told them 53 seconds could change your life. Let me be more clear. The change in your life is going to take some time. If someone tells you they can do it in a day, I would be very suspicious. However... Calling us is the first step to dealing with stress, depression, unsatisfied relationships, confidence issues, and many of the other effects of ED. And it actually does take less than 53 seconds to get an appointment. So stop waiting. Stop beating yourself up. Stop worrying about it being too good to be true. Is there a chance it might not work? Yes, but only 15%, which means there's an 85% chance your life will really change. 85%. Think about that. Call Prolong Medical Center in St. George at 375 375- 5,000. 375 5,000. Caring for a family member and worrying about their future is overwhelming. You want your loved ones to receive personalized care in a beautiful, luxurious home they deserve. Ovation Sienna Hills is the answer. We don't sacrifice anything in our assisted living and memory care communities. Imagine mom and dad in an assisted living where they are left in capable and caring hands. Call Ovation Sienna Hills to schedule your private tour today. And mention this ad to receive a free lunch. 435-429-0000. Ovation Sienna Hills, where we enhance the life of every person we serve. The Kate Deli Show is brought to you by Aragosta Restaurant. You don't need to go to Vegas to experience five-star dining. Visit Aragosta Restaurant right here in St. George and see why they were voted best in Southern Utah. Now three years in a row, Chef Amy invites you to make your reservation today and treat yourself to fine dining at Aragosta Restaurant. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So glad that you're tuning in. I've got Uncle Milty with me and also guest Walt Heyer. The website is sexchangeregret.com. Um, you know, there's a... They're doing great harm. Jeez. Uh, what has your life been like since you transitioned back? Well, um, you know, I, I did domestic work. I, I, I lived um, really on the margins of life with little or no income for, for many years. Mm-hmm. And then I was 
speaking at a church um, on my recovery. At the time, I was uh, really down and out, but I was speaking on my recovery. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lady in the audience who told her friend, gosh, you know, that's who I want, somebody that's been through it all. And so this lady and I started going to have coffee, and now uh, next week we'll have been married 20 years. Wow, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. I, it's, it's, I think it's so hard for us to try and imagine what this has been like over the decades for you. What was your high school experience like? I can't imagine. Did you... Uh, was this kept secret? Did you um, did you throw this out yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, I kept it a secret. Um, you know, one or two people at school um, knew about it. I I ran track. I was um, I was a kicker on the football team. Mm-hmm. I'm a little guy. I'm still a little guy. I'm less than 140 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm feisty. And, <laughs> but I'm feisty. Uh, <laughs> and awesome. so. You know, I was yeah. very good on the track, uh, one of the top runners in California in the 660 at the time, and um, I was a good kicker on the football team, but I was struggling inside. I mean, I was living a duality of life because I had this girl in the purple dress in my head, and I had Walt living outside me, and I took on a secret identity of Crystal West, uh, and no one knew about it. Because oh, I, I wonder what kind of preoccupation, and usually when, when something's out of whack a little bit, that becomes the thought, the, the prevailing thought 24-7, and it seems as though transgenders will, it seems as though to me transgenders will suffer with that, and uh, a complete and total just, uh, you're always thinking about it. And I don't think most people realize that we don't really give our gender much thought during the day. You know, it's not it's no. not really a thought, so... And you shouldn't. I mean, it becomes an obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. along with a delusional disorder. So, you yeah. know, the, all these people need psychotherapy. They don't need to be affirmed. They need to be told you can't change your gender because, uh, you know, the results are really poor outcomes. And my book, Paper Genders, talks about it. And many of my other articles has all the research work in it. Yes, Have absolutely. You- have you ever heard of anyone who speak honestly about why it is that the LGBT community wants to promote this so hard? Well, um, I do know that it is a fundraiser for them and that uh, people like George Soros and, and other people who are, um, who I would think are very proactive, left-wing uh, sexual activists, Mm-hmm. Um, love the fact that they're playing with um, God, and you know they're they're megalomaniacs. They think that uh, you know, God doesn't uh, exist, and they think that uh, they can change anybody's gender, and so they do it through this. I, they're trying to destroy the family through transgenderism. If you can break down and eliminate gender. You can eliminate the family structure, can't you? Yep. Yes. Yep. That's a great point. That's an absolutely great point. In fact, last year they passed something, and isn't that associated with ACA? To, to these surgeons almost have to uh, perform this, right? If somebody uh, requests this, what was the statute that was passed last year? I forget the statute, but yes, in many corners of the country, they passed a statute that uh, requires them if somebody wants it. And there's a, uh, a hospital in California near uh, Sacramento that's being sued 
because they wouldn't perform the surgery and they were right to not perform the surgery. Right. Uh, why would we be per- performing surgery on people with mental disorders? I mean, <laughs> I wrote about sense. this in, in my book, Paper Genders. For a hundred years, there was Dr. Cotton, uh, who, uh, if you read about this, is very similar to transgenderism. Mm-hmm. And then you have Dr. Walter Freeman sticking an ice pick in people's brains to help them. I mean, this is the kind of nonsense. Right. And it is. Uh, it definitely. Are you still with us? I know you're getting a lot of yes. wind on, on your end where you're at and uh, in the nation. So uh, I apologize to, to everybody listening to the, the, the breaking up. But I, it's so important to have you on the show because of your story. And I'm sure you have had a lot of pushback. Um, I know you've been interviewed by CNN and by a lot of liberal rags out there that have just sought to just, you know, just, well, he doesn't have any medical training. And I'm thinking... He is it. I mean, you're talking to somebody that's been through it, but that's how they were sort of throwing you under the bus. Well, you know, I, I laughingly say anytime they come up against me, it tells a lot more about the lack of what they know than <laughs> yeah. anything about me. So true. It's absolutely true. They, they start to cite uh, research, and, and you say, you know, they don't really cite that correctly because they're not really giving the real stats. They seem to like a couple of stats and just stick with those, and that's what ends up in our media so that people like Bruce Jenner, they are just put on the covers of magazines and applauded for what they're doing, and then they cite a couple of statistics that are totally thrown out of context. Right, and and you know, because you've read some of the articles, if you go to um, the stuff that I've written in The Federalist mm-hmm. and the thepublicdiscourse.com, I mean, one of the articles I wrote in Public Discourse got shared, just the sharing, 463,000 times. Wow, nice. I, I'm you, glad that that went viral. Do you think that Bruce Jenner knows the damage he's doing right now because he's so out there in the media over this? Well, he's so caught, and he's making so much money from it. He, even if he knew, uh, was aware of the damage, he wouldn't care. I mean, uh, somebody asked me on national radio, what do you think about Jenner getting this I Am Kate show and getting paid $6 million? Mm-hmm. If somebody offers me $6 million, I'll go to an I Am Kate show. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. I, mean, you know, I think gonna, I probably would, this, too. This is practical information here i mean it is who's gonna turn six million? yes you're right yeah. and you can get bought right into it and uh, i know that we've had a lot of discussion about transgender bathroom laws and all of these things being pushed and anyone that tries to say that no you that this isn't right because of the people that can take advantage of this um then we're the haters we're the bigots we're the people that don't want people to be happy and free what is your take on transgender man- men and how they feel about these bathroom laws around the nation well you know the truth is when they call us haters they are really the ones that are haters yes they need psychotherapy the bathrooms have become a rallying point for uh, the LGBT and uh, it should be fought at, at every angle to not allow anyone into a restroom who claims to be a different gender because they're mentally ill yeah yeah, because of yeah. the abuses, the abuses that can happen. I, I can't imagine too many transgender um, men and women that would that would be okay with that, with the, with the people taking advantage of that situation. And there have been many cases. I never, I never went into the bathroom um, myself when I was transgender. 
You're cutting out. So you were saying that you would not go into those bathrooms personally. That wasn't I wouldn't something. Go in there. For other people, and today the respect for other people. Right. They are so self-centered and narcissistic. They want everybody to follow their nonsense. And, they're nar- uh, narcissistic. They're yeah. Yes. And, and you had that respect for people that you just didn't even want to go there altogether. Found somebody discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I I agree. You know, your your story as you continue to tell it, as parents out there think that they have to encourage their kids to be as as if their kids would even know that at the age four or five, um, it boggles one's mind because as when I was growing up, there was never even a discussion about this. So that's how. And and I think really the message is uh, people out there will say, well, yes, but that sh- it, everything should be talked about now uh, with your children and they should be discovering who they are at age five. But I definitely think looking back, uh, the more the more you do that, the more it just enhances an increased curiosity more so than anything else. What do you think? That's that's exactly right. I mean, that's why I say we're manufacturing transgenders today because they don't mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. Beyond the fact of emotions, feelings, and desires, there's no such thing. And keep in mind, as I said earlier, transgenderism was invented by pedophile activists who were sexual activist people. I mean, Kenzie was a crazy sexual wacko. Yes, yes. And he's the father of our sexual revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh, we could do whole shows on on Kinsey, really and truly. Uh, it just it just yeah. must boggle He's your a mind. Sick man. Yes, uh, you know, growing up and 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 being in the situation, and then going into being a woman, and then transitioning back. How has your immediate family dealt with all of this along the way? Well, my, my brother, um, who's eight, 18 months older than I am, still refuses to talk to me, even though I've come back and and Mm -hmm. been redeemed and restored by the good Lord. Um, He's just, uh, he won't talk to me, and that's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. I understand that. I've had other friends that um, who stuck with me through the whole thing and just uh, continue to be in awe of the fact that, uh, you know, that I made it through it and and what I'm doing today. I mean, you know, I'm on TV in Russia and the U.K. and Australia and New Zealand and other places, Canada, and um, I'm going to Hong Kong to speak in October. So, you know, there's a lot of people. I get 300,000 people to my website every year. Wow. And, you know, I'm reaching out, helping people. I'm preventing people from committing suicide. They'll contact me the moment that they're thinking about suicide. and We can walk them out of that. Good. And so, you know, we're doing a lot of good. And so that's what you do with the redeemed and restored life. I agree. Amen. I, amen to that. I absolutely love the work that you're doing. And when you were um, thinking of transitioning into a woman, did you surround yourself with people that were supportive of that? Or did you also have those that were saying, please don't do this? Were, were you still in those circles as well? And most of the people were not supportive of what I was doing, but I was so convinced by the LGBT uh, information that I had and my therapist who said, oh, yes, this is the solution to, to this. And he, after all, was a worldwide expert. So you mm-hmm. believe in these people, right. and that's a big mistake. 
because they have an agenda, and the agenda is is not a healthy psychologically or emotionally healthy right and you've made some comments um about the good lord and i love that what was your what was your religious or, or spiritual um take on things uh prior to, to this happening before prior to becoming a woman and while you were a woman and what what is that struggle with spirituality and god and then and then uh, having these thoughts of becoming a woman and being a man yeah, you know, I, I don't call myself a religious person. I'm a, a person of faith. You know, I mm-hmm. went to church. Sure. Uh, but in my book, Transgender's Faith, it just it tells the story about how, uh, you know, I continue to walk through this process and during prayer. Um, one, one day uh, during a long prayer, the Lord came to me and appeared to me in a vision and reached out to me and embraced me. Uh, and I could see myself as a baby at that very moment. And he said to me and whispered, you will be safe with me forever. And from that day, I've been restored by Christ. Amen. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. Um, how many transgenders struggle with that spirituality, do you think? Probably all of them. Uh, you know, uh, some of them, you know, claim that God made them that way, but then that's part of a delusional Mm-hmm. Uh, God didn't. God doesn't make transgenders. Man makes transgenders. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, maybe the reverse. Uh, maybe the reverse of why would God do this to me and give me these feelings? Right. Same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the the person I'm working with right now has has contacted me because they they want to come back. They want to do and have a restored life like I do. And so you know, you look at First Corinthians. 6, 19, and 20, and it tells you, you know, the, your body doesn't belong to you. You're made by Christ. You mm-hmm. need to honor Christ with your body, and having somebody carve it up and change it is not honoring Christ. Thank you so much for coming on, Walt. Walt Heyer, H-E-Y-E-R, Walt Heyer. Uh, you can go to sexchangeregret.com to read his story. The studies, all of the information there is fascinating, and I have really enjoyed having you on, Walt. Your, your candor is refreshing. Thank you for coming. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We've got to do, we just got to have you back. Thanks Walt again and Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly show. All of